following program is a proud member of the Palava family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at palava.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-I.com. Together we can defeat obese children. I'm sure that was something positive originally. I'm sorry. Okay, this is this is just a disaster, isn't it? This is the this is the worst political event ever in history. Well, um, I can assure you people in the bleachers that if you follow my campaign, it will be interesting. I'm tired of being thankful for scraps. Still, they want us to love them anyway. One day, somebody's going to have to make a stand. One day, somebody's going to have to say enough. You get your ass to work and save my country from these cock-sucking Republicans. obvious. Madam, you are a clear and present danger to the safety and security of this nation. When it comes to bullshit, big time, major league bullshit, you have to stand in awe. In awe of the all-time champion of false promises and exaggerated claims, religion. No contest. No contest. Reveal to us God's will that we may blindly obey. Free us from thought and responsibility. We shall read things off you. Then do them. Your words guide us. We're dumb. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Try and work together. You serious? I just, I just told you that a moment ago. All right. Hey, everybody. All right, all right. So, 178, right? Yeah. Yeah. So big news. Big What's news. the big news? Well, I've been having a lot of conversations with people, and I think that the that, that you're gay. No, I wouldn't think I would know. Wait a minute, I'm gay. gay. I, no, I'm not. I, I think you're pretty gay. Stop it. No, but I I stop it. No, speaking of which, we're gonna have my brother Carl. Yeah. Sit in for me one day. <laughs> You've been threatening that for three years. We're gonna do it. <laughs> we're gonna do it. He's finally gonna do it. He's he's gonna show up. But but no I I I have um through talking with um people I know and and all that and really sitting down and thinking about it I I've come to the realization that you know maybe I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to religion so maybe better to classify me as agnostic for a little No, I'm just fucking with you. I can't go wow. with that anymore. Some looking like what the fuck I almost did started you laughing eat? at the beginning of what that. What did you eat for dinner? I'm like, "Oh my god." Uh, no, fuck that shit. Wow. I was arguing with creationists today. Wow. That's, that's, I had a look on my face, folks, like, "What the fuck? I couldn't Who's even house am I, in? I couldn't even make it a full minute. Oh, no, man. Wow, that's between you and your loved ones. So, hey, Hey, as long as I can fall asleep. Hey, exactly. So and if you can do both at the same time. Well, that's why that's you have great. to learn to do other things before the actual. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Are you I okay? Just, yeah, I laugh. no, I just uh, I started to laugh and then I choked. I have a bit of a cold. Remember, we are coming up on my annual Lose My Voice week. So, However, though, um, the Charles River is still not frozen. Outside the cafeteria window at work, yeah. which is fucking creepy. 
Yeah, I mean, it should be frozen solid. It should. Well, you know what? If this is global warming, I'm all for it. It's like, it snowed. And my kids get yesterday. so mad at me. Olivia, especially, Dad, that's terrible. I'm like, look. <laughs> Before anything really major happens, I'm going to be dead. You're going to be dead. Your yeah. kids, 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 pets are going to be dead. Pets. So <laughs> don't even worry gigantic, about it. Gigantic Great Danes. Exactly. <laughs> the ones so that last for four years. it freaking matter. All yeah. I know is that today was the most inconvenienced I've been all winter. And I'm okay it rained? with that. Because, <laughs> yeah, it was rainy. <laughs> It was a little cold. I'm like, fuck this shit. Where are my 40-degree days? I know, huh? You know what's going to suck? I can't wait to see your Facebook update tomorrow. Why? Tomorrow's going to be fine, isn't it? What's tomorrow going to do? I'm getting there. Hold on. Oh, wait. What What the fuck? Oh, Sunday is going to suck. Why is Sunday going to suck? Ooh, it's going to be 21. <laughs> oh. It's Saturday night. It's going to get down to 10 degrees. Yeah, um, that kind of sucks. Although I should, just to help everybody else out in the world here, I'm going to do it this way. You have your local weather there? I do. Okay, so tomorrow it's going to be 7 degrees Celsius during the day. Okay. Which is which is what do you got for uh, Tomorrow's Friday, right? That's like 20. Oh, no, sorry. I'm looking at Thursday. Friday is 9. Yeah, so that's like 27. Saturday is negative 1, which I think um, we said is 20. Yeah, something like that. And then Sunday's negative six. Yeah. Monday is zero. What's with the Celsius? You've been... And Tuesday is seven. Well, that's because we have people that listen in other parts of the world, and in other parts of the world, um, they do their shit correctly. Well, it's not a correctly thing. It doesn't matter. Water there's should no... freeze at zero. It should boil at 100. Shit makes sense to me. I don't think there's any correct. It's just different. It is what it is. <laughs> True. But now everybody understands the temperatures that are going to happen. It's going to be fucking cold. <laughs> it's not going to be that cold. For January, for the middle of January, the bleakest time of the year in the Northeast. Then... It's going to be 40. Look, the bleakest time of the year is just any time I enter a room, let's be honest. Well, that's, well, I am a miserable little <laughs> bastard. Yeah. So. That's true. That's anywho. Um, <coughs> so before you came in, I was finishing up Tangled. This will be like the third time I've watched it this year. Really? Yeah. Not a huge fan. They like it. So by proxy, I like it. Yeah. I'll take that over some of the other stuff that they, that they want to watch that I just, I can't stand. I will not watch Adora. I refuse. I tell them that when when they point it out on Netflix, I'm like, no, no, that one doesn't work. You know, it's really funny. On one of the um, the Kevin like Evening with Kevin Smith things, he does this really, really, really funny thing about watching Dora the Explorer with his daughter. I've, when she was I've, little. I've heard about. I've heard that. Really, yeah. really, really yeah. funny. I can't. I can't take that. I can't take Go Diego Go. I, I need something that um, I can at least see the educational value in. Yeah. So, I don't. I don't like those shows where kids are just screaming at the TV set. He's right behind you. Yeah, that's just training them to be horror movie fans. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I know you aren't going down in the basement. No, don't go down there. <laughs> Boots is in the attic. Going to see the <laughs> fucking movies with the clumps. So, um, <laughs> which, by the way, is not even a reference to the Nutty Professor movie. It's not. So. Um, what else was I going to well, say? So we've got homophobic hey. and racist remarks out of the way in First under five six minutes. minutes. Right? Yeah. Yes. So, um, hey, Californication started. Oh, did it? Yeah. 
Really good. Oh, God, this show is so good. I'm so excited that it's back. That's I all. Still and nobody else to is, it. Nobody else is. No one else it. cares. No one else cares. <laughs> no, I know my buddy Dan watches it, and I'm sure there's some others out there who appreciate it. So it's good. So I watched Parks and Recreation, today's episode. Oh, I haven't. I figured. Um, some good stuff happens. Good. But there's a campaign ad. Can I can I give the first line of the campaign ad that's after the show? Okay. Crap, now I'm not going to remember it exactly. Um, fuck. <laughs> that's probably not it. That no. would be a great campaign. Yeah. I'd vote for that. Fuck, <laughs> fuck 2012. That many times? <laughs> um, do you think you can find a better candidate? Nope. <laughs> nice. 20, so something like that. That's pretty good. I'll, um, I'll, I'll actually, I will pull the audio and I'll play the the real one. All right. Because that that was not it, but it, right. it's that kind of play on words. That's cool. And I just watched that twice, like twenty minutes ago. Do you know what I watched? Um, I saw Modern Family. That one was good. It was not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Very very funny. I felt bad for Phil because the yeah, seminar gets screwed up. That's true. I had to remember. What I thought was really funny though <laughs> is that he did put Gloria up on a pedestal for a moment. I oh, literally. I love how they they work into the literal aspect of the stuff. Yeah. I I just wish that it had been said after instead of before. Oh, really? Um because that would have been that would have been that would have been a little better. You yeah. cuz then he would have actually done it. Instead of, you know, literally instead of figuratively. Yeah. But so I saw this article. Yeah. About Modern Family. Uh, apparently Lily is going to um say fuck on an upcoming episode of Modern cool. Family. I'm sure they'll bleep that out. Oh, it will be bleeped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the ter- most terrible thing about this is that they don't even have uh, Cam with the actual with little the girl. Lily. Who yeah. grew up really fast. Well... Yeah, it's she the did. Th- it's the third season. Yeah, so if she's three, yeah, but between seasons two and three, she got really big. Oh, she did. Yeah, she, she did. was never a two year old. That's that's fine. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Skip you, the terrible twos. Yeah, I didn't have twos. I'm actually the, I'm having a hard time with them right now. Yeah, at the tail end of three, because they'll be four in two months. So it's twice as bad. And you have twins. Well, so they it's... have learned that they can be defiant. Yeah. That is not cool. I don't like yelling, but I do every now and then. Because they'll, they'll start yelling at each other and they won't hear me. Yes. And after 10 years of working in a projection booth, I can actually speak louder than I ever thought I could. It's yeah. like a fucking superpower. Yeah. Like I could startle the dead with how loud I can speak if I had to. Yeah, I catch myself going... Dude, yeah. more often than I ever thought. <laughs> you want me to uh, read this article here? Yeah, let's see a little bit. Like, why is it? Is somebody pissed off about this? Not yet. Well, will be. I'm sure I will get an email from the One Million Moms Association. Oh, God, I hope this such yeah. fucking douche nozzles. Yeah, this is uh, Cover Your Kids' Eyes and Ears. One of the most oh. popular shows on TV is preparing to air an episode in which a two-and-a-half-year-old toddler drops the F-bomb, which they don't even... They could ever say funk. Like the word funk, like the like music style. And yeah. if you bleep the middle of it, you get funk. Yeah. And it's the same thing. 
Steve Levitan, the executive producer of the ABC hit Modern Family, revealed during a Television Critics Association Winter Press Tour panel on Tuesday that the show's two-and-a-half-year-old character, Lily, uses the profanity much to the horror of her parents, Cam and Mitch, who are concerned that she might let it out again during a forthcoming wedding. And you know what? Who cares? That's adorable. Because <laughs> it's not my kid. Levitan said the envelope-pushing moment is an important life lesson. We thought it was a very natural story since, as parents, we've all been through this. ABC will tell you Modern Family gets away with a lot because I think it is about context, he said, adding that the network really had to be coerced before giving the green light. That's, you know what, though? I least... don't think that they get away with a lot. I mean... Well, they have a gay couple in a primetime show and, you know... They're shown in a positive light. That yeah, shit doesn't so, always but that's happen. Not a big. I mean, there's not. But it there's shouldn't be a big getting deal, away but it is. with. Well, a lot of people aren't happy with that because it's abnormal and inhuman and blah blah blah. I'm a douche. Um, let's see. Uh, the controversial word will be bleeped in the episode slated to broadcast next week. Oh, look at that! We're ahead Ooh, of the curve. But barely. But Levitan is still bracing for a backlash. I'm sure we'll have some detractors, he said. Some critics are already up in arms over the storyline and have expressed concern that some young fans of the show will think it's okay to use such cuss words. But you know what, though? Some young fans, two and a half year olds, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, okay, yeah. aren't going to see it. Yeah. Or you know? or what will happen is you'll they, they they will see that it is just not what polite acceptable people right. do. Right, and I'm sure that the reaction of of Mitch and Cam are gonna is gonna <laughs> it's gonna be the, horrified. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, though, it's one of those things. Yeah, as parents, you kind of go through it. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's it's real, and I I think that that's fine. And again, you know what? Of my kids, yeah. Olivia is probably the only one who's seen this show every now and again, and okay. she's seen it. And she's like with me. She's eleven. Eleven. I was gonna say twelve, but yeah, almost May. Wow. So, but the thing, <laughs> wow. no shit. <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. But she, um, but she's seen the show, and yeah. it's. I can't imagine the show that would interest a twelve-year-old, eleven-year-old. She thinks it's kind of funny. Some of the stuff she doesn't get, yeah. but. She can watch it and it's fine. Right, but it's not something that she would choose, is what I'm saying. Sometimes, like after she's seen one or two episodes, she's asked, hey, can we watch that? She okay. likes it. Okay. All she right. likes it, but I don't think it's something that she would like, you know, go out of her way to ask if she could stay up and watch. Okay. Uh, you want to hear the detractors and yeah. the, the people that agree? No, this should be good. It is certainly in poor taste. Um, let's see. The, 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 um, oh, this, oh, her name's there. Okay. This is certainly in poor taste. The more we see and hear this kind of language on television, the more acceptable and common it will become in the real world. Melissa Henson, Director of Communications and Public Education for the Parents Television Council, which just sounds like it's straight out of Brazil. Uh, Not the country, the movie. Um, Told Fox 411's Pop-Tarts column. Wow. Wow. Since television is constantly adding to the likelihood that children will be exposed to this kind of language, we will naturally see more and more children eventually emulate that behavior. What little kid doesn't run around, well, when they had recess? I mean, I can remember at recess the first time we all learned fuck and then added it into our sentences and we were running around just screaming fuck in the middle of the recess yard. 
I think it was fourth grade. Yeah. <laughs> we were we were young, but whatever. Yeah. <sighs> What? Is there audio? It just froze up. Let's see. I'm just going to stop it here. So, let's see what else. What does it go on to say here? Uh, but Ron Torosian, 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 that's how you say <laughs> his name. Took me a minute. CEO of 5WPR. I don't know what that is, but it's clickable. Maybe if we're interested, we'll take a look. An author of the PR book for immediate release agrees with Levitan that the issue is common in today's world. As a parent, the reality of 2012 is that kids today grow up faster than ever before. Do I, as a parent, like it? Absolutely not. But as as a marketer, I understand it, he explained. From murder and sex to drug use and cursing, nothing is too over the top or shocking when it comes to television these days. And just as NYPD many years ago shocked viewers with a bare bottom, pop culture is always about pushing limits, so this is something which can be understood. Henson, that's Melissa Henson, disagrees. Most people try to curb their language when they are speaking in front of toddlers and young children because children are so likely to repeat what they hear. Obviously, she doesn't get out much. (laughs) Has she ever been to Walmart or Target or any place where... Other people People are. are. Yeah. Uh, It's not suitable language for a child that young in the real world, and it's not suitable language for a child that young on television either. Of course, that's the fucking point. point. As we both say, (laughs) fucking. Hey, we're adults. This show is not for children. No, certainly not. (laughs) Uh, Marissa Connolly of television watchdog group Common Sense Media said the episode could serve as an important reminder for parents to always watch what they say around young ones. Holy shit. A group that I thought would disagree and be all up in arms. What are they called? The consumer. Oh, sorry. The Common Sense Media. Well, they sound like they have some common sense. (laughs) You'd have to with that name, right? It's an interesting time for the issue to crop up because just yesterday the U.S. Supreme Court began debating the issue of regulating network television when it comes to profanity, which shows that even the top minds of our nation are realizing, I don't know about the top minds, but are realizing that there's no easy answer for how we handle language on television and how language and other potentially offensive elements can affect our kids, she said. And also, here's the thing. You don't have to watch this. That is a very good point. It's on at 9 o'clock, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So anybody who doesn't know that they're not supposed to say the word fuck after they've heard it <laughs> is in bed. Or they should be. And if they're not, put them to fucking bed if you don't want them to hear it. Yeah. You dumb like motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> While swearing can definitely be a ratings grab, this situation is pretty true to life for a lot of parents, highlighting that blindsided moment when your kids do or say something you'd never expect. For parents, if anything, this episode could highlight that while media is a huge influence on our kids, so are we as parents. Now, I would say the kids would be more inclined to watch an animated show like South Park where they said shit 165 times in one episode unbleeped. Yeah. But what do I know? But here's the thing, though. When is South Park on? Oh, it's on all the time, all different times. It's, really? Yeah, it's it's in, it. well. Is it, though? W- whatever you call Comedy Central syndication. You know what I mean? Well, you know what it comes down to? 
Okay. Well, you know what? While you're talking, I will look up a listing for Comedy Central. Okay. Here's the thing. You know what? I know what my kids are watching whenever they're watching television. Well, Period. yeah. Yeah, because you're okay. responsible. Yeah. Because despite my foul mouth, I'm a pretty good parent. <laughs> okay? But I know what my kids are watching, when they're watching it, what it is. There's probably, you know, 99% of stuff my kids watch I've seen. Mm. Except that stupid what not to wear show. I cannot get Olivia to stop watching that shit. Hey, you know what? If it teaches her how to dress herself, like. Well, she knows how to dress herself. I think well, it's a terrible Well, I mean, show. after she. Well, yeah, that I one. just think it's a terrible demoralizing show. It's just not nice. But that's just. Well, me. that's the hosts. Yeah. I just don't like. I like How Do I Look. That's a better show. Some fucked up people. It just on that kills show. me that some of these shows are on something called the Learning Channel. That's not the learning channel. That anymore. is what that's, yeah. No, no, it's, 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 they can call it whatever they want, but it ain't the no. learning channel. And then like that whole fucking Tierra's kids. Don't get me started on a show I don't watch. <laughs> no, I don't watch it either. I think it's disgusting. Um, How come there is no... Like no listing? Oh, schedule right there, full there schedule. Um, Pick a show. All right, let's see. Uh, so I'll take South Park. I swear I've watched it in the afternoon. 2.03 a.m., 12.30, 9.30, 5.30 p.m. What day? Wednesday. Thursday. Friday. Um, Yeah, so it, it's it's on all, all over well, the place. That's dinner time. Yeah, so you can all enjoy it together. As a family and discuss <laughs> Not saying pig fucker in front of Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So outside the cinema has a store on Amazon. Yeah. And um, I've been picking um, items because I uh, Bill has his own picks. I have my own. Um, we have a, a listing of like what we cover on the show as one topic thing. Yeah. And then um, movies I like, movies he likes. And then I have a, I have a subcategory of just basic shit I like. Yeah. Um, you know, there's like some belt buckles, video games, comic books, stuff like that. Um, so I've been doing a, we've been doing a, an, an OTC Amazon store pick of the day. Oh, okay. The thing was one of mine. The thing remakes Ip Man, which is a really good martial arts movie. Yeah. Today I chose Tangled. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That kind of came out of nowhere, huh? Didn't it? Didn't it? But you know what? If you have kids... It's not bad. Yeah, it's not a bad choice. So I just—that's just what popped up. Um, that what is that? I have no idea. Looks funky. It definitely does. So let's go to our page here, and um, let's get started on what I was going to use for the uh, the the lead story. But we we segued very nicely into. Um, into that modern family story. Uh, let me just go down here a little bit. So the author of the SOPA bill, Lamar Smith, yeah, has been caught infringing copyrights. <laughs> Big surprise. That's Lamar right there. He looks like a Lamar. Really? Yeah. A Lamont, maybe. No, no, no. He looks like a Lamar. So here's the story. It turns out Representative Lamar Smith 
Republican from Texas. Sorry, Texas. <laughs> the author of the controversial Stop Online Piracy Act has been caught red-handed infringing copyright with an image used on his personal website. That's awesome. Now, it, it's not as great as uh, torrenting porn or anything like that. Nothing is as great as torrenting <laughs> porn. Wait, what? I said... Nothing is as great as torrenting porn. Excellent. Now, if you could just speak in a monotone for the rest of the show, that would be fantastic. I could talk like this. I've been trying to do the uh, the guy from uh, Gentleman's Warehouse. You'll like the way you look. And I, every time that commercial comes on, the kids look at me like, why the fuck do you keep saying that? <laughs> they don't say that. But, yeah. Yeah. But with. It, with their eyes, they're just like, just stop <laughs> that's, it. That's sadness. It is. That's it's just what like, is. what's the matter with you? I'm like, nothing. You'll <laughs> like the way you look. <laughs> oh, boy. It's, I don't know where that would come from. They pity me. Well, yeah. Go ahead. An investigative report by Vice found a photo on Smith's campaign site had infringed the copyright and never credited the source. Here's how it went down. Vice checked out an archived version of Smith's website using the Wayback Machine. That's in capital letters, so I don't know if that's a real thing or not, or if you need Mr. Peabody to help you out. And found it once used a background image of a stock photo of a colorful woodland scene created by a photographer named DJ Schilt. Schilt. According to Schilt, the image was a Creative Commons photo that could be used by anyone as long as they credited his name. But Smith's campaign failed to properly credit the photograph. Oh, Lamar. I do not see anywhere on the screen capture that you have provided the image was attributed to the source. Me. Well. Schilt wrote on Flickr. Here's the thing. If devil's advocate, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, do they say it's an archived website, so it's no longer a live website? So it doesn't exist anymore for all intents and purposes. Okay. Okay. How long ago was that? Oh, I don't know. There? Let's let's I mean, get through this and see here if if they say anything. Uh, if SOPA, which would give the government power to shut down any website in violation of online piracy rules, passes, Schultz said he would be entitled to file suit against its creator, Lamar Smith. What did Lamar have to say about this? <laughs> so my conclusion, we'll, we'll get there. My conclusion would be that Lamar Smith's organization did improperly use my image. So according to the SOPA bill, it should pass. Should it pass? Sorry. Maybe I could petition the court to take action against TexasForLamarSmith.com. Smith did not return calls to Vice, but if SOPA is passed, his website could theoretically be shut down by the will of his own hand. SOPA was introduced in the Senate in October as part of the Protect IP Act to fight online piracy and copyright infringement, the terms dictated within the bill would hold any website or person using stolen works, including streaming video or uploading content to YouTube, accountable and punishable. Punish, punishable? That's punishable? a word. Yeah. I just made that up. That's yeah. a real word. It's the ability to be punished in the past. You betcha. Think anybody will get that joke? No. Okay. Up to five years in prison. Most recently, read it. Reddit? How do you say that? Is Spell it Reddit? I can't The see. website, R-E-D-D-I-T. Reddit. Okay. Said its website will shut down for 12 hours on January 18th in protest of SOPA, one of the powerful forces trying to censor the internet. Now, I think that's, I think that's nuts, p- although the idea of five years in jail sounds pretty relaxing. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Um, however, there is this, there is this other thing. Uh, soapy. Soapy. Yeah. 
Soapy, S-O-A-P-Y. Soapy, it's a plugin made for Firefox. Nice. Do you know what it does? I don't. Soapy works by automatically redirecting users to the website's server directly. It replaces the DNS system entirely for these blocked websites. Which means what? Um, well, let's see. Domain name servers match to names like Google.com to their server's IP address. And in the case of Google, it's okay. HTTP colon slash slash 74.125.224.72 slash. It basically acts like a gigantic Rolodex filled with IP addresses. Okay. So if SOPA passes, you download this free add-on to Firefox. You type in Google or whatever, yeah. you know, Demonoid, right. BitTorrent stuff, Pirate Bay, and it just bloop, bypasses your DNS, goes right to their servers. Instead oh. of the dedicated network servers that Comcast would have, for instance. I see. So SOPA has not even been voted on. And it's already been... It's been hacked, been basically, hacked. for lack of a better term. It's been jailbroken. <laughs> exactly. I love hackers that's, and programmers. See, that's why the internet is awesome. Just yeah. leave it the fuck alone, you douches. So a little more information here. It says uh, most block sites are blocked through those domain name servers. Oh, sorry. I got the terminology wrong so in basic terms soapy lets you access these blocked websites by directly searching for and linking you to a website's ip address soapy acts like a rolodex that's where i got that from effectively circumventing soap blockades there is a clear message behind the plugin if anyone can access blocked websites anywhere what's the point of soapa the plugin is only available for firefox but boyce um let me get his full name up here uh, where did it go? <laughs> I don't know. Um, there's they're working on a Chrome version and a standalone app for both Windows and Mac OS X. Uh, right now the plugin will only get around DNS style blocking, and users are reporting some issues. Though fixes are being rolled out. So, and then the question um, is: Will the internet always be one step ahead of legislation? <laughs> And is Soapy a Sopa killer? And then it says to sound off in the um, in the comments below. That's interesting. It says no Sopa allows that just a single offending page could be targeted and leave the rest of the site intact. But then wouldn't that also find the dedicated page number for that? I mean, not just a site. Doesn't every page have... I don't know. I don't know enough about, about I don't, it. Too. I don't really know. I just. You just type stuff into the internet machine. Exactly. Shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> want to uh, take uh, one more here and then we'll take yeah. a break? Indiana Senate bill would give school boards the power to force teachers to teach creationism as science. Yeah, that's a great idea. This is where I got into the argument with some dummy. Um, this is what happens when religious extremists have control over a political party in America. A Senate bill being considered in Indiana would allow school boards across the state to force teachers to teach creationism as science. Senate Bill 89 would amend the Indiana Education Code by adding the following passage. Section 18. The governing body of a school corporation may require the teaching of various theories concerning the origin of life, including creation science, within the school corporation. Bullshit. I call shenanigans on that. 
In other words, teachers will be forced to teach their students creationism, which is not recognized as real science in the scientific community because there isn't any evidence to support the biblical theory. Yeah, can you imagine most teachers are going to be like, okay, get this. <laughs> Go ahead. That, that, that's it, really. No, I just okay. Okay, a magic man in the clouds. Yep. Okay, built everything and everybody in six days. They took a break. Yeah. Okay. Now tomorrow we're going to do real science. <laughs> That's it. That's one day. That's, That's all you it, need. One day. You this is what. Long, this how much is time what, I had to spend. This is what some people think. Yeah. You just, yeah. Was, Those you people know, are was, dummies. Was in a book. <laughs> um, this is just a way for the religious to fl- to fight. Uh, to indoctrinate children in our schools against their will and clearly violates the re- religious freedom of non-Christians. Creationism belongs in church, not schools. If passed, the new law would go into effect on July 1st, 2012. So let's see what's happened since I have not looked in a, probably about six or eight hours. Um, wow, that's disappointing. There was this dummy... Eddie Spivy, Spivey, Spivy, whatever. And he had comments all through this thing that we were addressing. Yeah. He's removed them all. Oh, Eddie, you pussy. What a coward. Really, seriously. You know, you know what your next comment should be? What a fucking coward. He'd be like, where'd you go, Eddie? <laughs> where'd Eddie go? Maybe he was decreated or uncreated. Decreated, hey. Or secreted? No, that's actually. Um, I think. Let me let me find um, the the one theory of creationism that I think should be taught. Tap uh, tap tap on those computers. I know, phones. huh? Let's see. This one's from Japan. Okay. Um, and it's from an article from Cracked. <laughs> Um, let's see. What country has the honor to say that part of their homeland is basically godly spunk? Huh. Well, Japan does. The story of Japan's creation is that the god Izanagi pushed his, quote, jewel-encrusted spear into the primal ooze of our planet. And when pulling out, because that's what every responsible person does, spilled a salty substance that created the Japanese island of Onogoro. If you can't spot... (laughs) No, listen, look, look. That's perfect because that really... So he pulled out and then he called it, oh, no, you don't. (laughs) It's Onogoro. No, well, that's (laughs) Japanese for oh, no, you don't. If you can't spot the innuendo there, don't worry. It only gets less subtle from here. (laughs) The story goes that when (laughs) Izanagi finally decided to stop metaphorically raping the underage earth below, he took his soon-to-be wife, Izanami... And descended on the huge island of dried ejaculate, where they married and settled. Can you imagine how that place must have smelled? Mm. After having sex on Spunk Island, <laughs> the woman gave birth to eight more Japanese islands. Izanami continued to get pregnant and squeezed out more babies into the world. One of them was <laughs> Homosubi. Um, the incarnation of fire, a literal fireball. Learning firsthand that fire is hot, Izanami suffered the worst burning sensation down there and basically <laughs> everywhere. 
<laughs> Being horribly burned from the inside, she suffered agony for a couple of days, losing complete control of her bodily functions. What kind of gods are they? Wow. Vomiting, urinating, and shitting uncontrollably. Her dying spasms. Ooh, of- the shitting uncontrollably. That must have been Texas. Oh, no, I imagine it's the whole Indonesian island chain. Ooh, plop, plop, plop. There's a lot of islands. Yeah, there. that's true. Uh, her dying spasms of bodily functions gave birth to new gods. A pair for each substance that flew out of her body. The vomit gods, the urine gods, and the feces gods. (laughs) I shit you not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is actually the title, Japanese creation myth, I shit you not. That's fucking crazy. Yep. Yeah, well, (laughs) folks, you know what? Just really... There's a Chinese creation myth. Yeah. Um, Heaven and earth were together at the beginning of time, according to this myth. They were hanging out in a cloud that was, you guessed it, egg-shaped. Egg-shaped. Yep. But chaos was the name of the game for the universe at that time, and a giant named Pangu grew in the middle of it. Oh. Only took him 18,000 years of sleeping to develop in the egg How until... How do they know it was a year? Well, because he told them oh, okay. Um, and developing in the egg until one day he awoke and stretched boom there went the egg the lighter egg goo or elements if you want a nicer word became the sky and the heavens and the heavier yolky stuff became earth pan goo was a bit tense that the two might combine again so he decided to do his part and hold the heavens on his head and the earth underneath his feet still sounds gross it does he then continued to grow for a whole another 18,000 years until finally he felt satisfied when the two were a good 30,000 miles apart. Soon after, he died. Oh. From his death, the earth was bequeathed some new stuff. His arms and legs became the directions north, south, <laughs> east, and west. And the mountains, his Excuse blood, me. the rivers, his sweat, the rain and dew. That's gross. His, gross. his voice was now thunder and his minty fresh breath, the wind. All elements of land and water came from his body. Wow, that's a... That speaker over there does not like Wi-Fi. No, All elements of, of land sure. and water came from his body with his left eye becoming the sun and his right eye the moon. That's no more crazy than a big dude with a beard wearing a bathrobe said, bang, light. Yeah. Of course, it's a lot less sticky than what the Japanese got. That explains an awful lot of their cartoons, though. Yeah, and a lot of their porn. Yeah, which is a lot of their cartoons. Yeah. I I don't get it, though. A lot of their porn is like, you know, like pixelated out. Do you ever notice that? Yeah, I don't... um, they they have a thing with showing um, pubic hair. Strange. Yeah. You're not allowed to. But tentacle porn is fine. Yes. So I don't, I don't understand. Damn you, Sharktopus. <laughs> Sharktopussy. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to take a break. All right.
planned. Three cinephiles battle weekly against the onslaught of movie releases. They review, dissect, and discuss until each is defeated. Jordan is the host. Ian is the sweary one. And Noel is the grandpa. And together they are the 35mm heroes. Dig it, bitches. Crom, I have never played to you before. I have no tongue for it. No one, not even you, will remember if we were good podcasters or bad. Why we recorded, or why we voicemailed. All that matters is Metal Mikey stood against many. That's what's important. Valor pleases you, Crom. So grant me one request. Grant me action attraction. And if you do not listen, let to hold you. Action Attraction, the action movie review podcast. You can find Action Attraction through MetalMikey.Lipson.com or at www.pennycult.com or by searching for Action Attraction in iTunes. Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. Just really, it's isn't. not visually striking. No, no just just getting confirmation. It's just in, That's the third time, though. I mean, am I, this is on. You can find us at chinstrokerversuspenser.podomatic.com. So come and share the victory. If you could fuck any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. You, you wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody. <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep a secret.
so I've been playing a lot of Skyrim because I got that for Christmas. That sounds dirty. It does. It does. Is it any good? It is. It is. Uh, um, I I have this dog with me. Uh huh. That I'm supposed to take. He he talks. Spoiler: alert. the dog talks. Yeah. He came up. He's like, "Hey, buddy, what's going on?" I'm like, "All three of us, me and the girls, are like, what? <laughs> sure, son of Sam. It's like, go in, on in a world with dragons and goblins and troll-looking things and all that. Yeah, a talking, a talking dog was yeah. weird, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but he he's like a quest item because you have to take him with you to go yeah. get this axe to take back to this statue that talks to you too because it's got a spirit in it and whatever. So he is. 100% invulnerable. Really? Yeah. That's cool. He also attacks shit. That's cool. Takes a while. But in a narrow corridor, I make sure he's in front of me, blocking everybody. So he can't die. And so. I just fucking throw fire at everything. I've cleared out areas that I have no right going into at the level <laughs> I'm at. It takes a couple tries. <laughs> but it's it's kind of fun. Um I always, when I used to play Dungeons and Dragons, I always hated encumbrance. Like, how much of your shit can you carry before you can't really effectively move anymore? Yeah. And this uses it, but it forces you to up your stamina because the more stamina, the more you can carry and all that stuff. So, yeah, I like having one of each type of weapon. I like a sword, an axe, big staff, you know, war hammer. Ladies like a big staff, too. They (laughs) are. But yeah, it's kind of fun. Um, and I have Rocksmith, which I played once so far, um, but I learned like five songs while I was playing. So it's kind of fun. They have uh, there's there's mini games that teach you scales, which I, I think I haven't actually done that one yet. But one teaches you like to watch the screen and remember or get that muscle memory yeah. of where the frets are. That's and cool. um, yeah, I'm not that good at that. Although I'm ranked, <laughs> I'm ranked like. 15th in the world really not a lot of people play i guess not no not really not at all not with the way i uh, but um yeah it's it's kind of fun like like they made it enough of a game that i want to play but i have skyrim so that's like sucking up all my time um and they're slowly putting out games there's going to be one for base coming out later which is nice um, the delay is a little weird because of the HDMI cable. I'll yeah. like I'll pluck the string; it'll recognize it immediately. But the playback takes a little bit. That's weird. So, but that's fine. I don't really listen to myself play when I play anyway. If I'm hitting the right notes, I can hear the guitar. Yeah. So that's all right. But anyway, it's kind of neat. It's uh, <coughs> I only had it freeze up on me once. I, I've read reports that it's really, really glitchy. Yeah. But then again, I went through a door in a in a in a, in a keep in Skyrim, and um, I ended up in a dungeon like halfway across the map, <laughs> and that shouldn't have happened because when I got back there, I opened it up and it was like the prison part of the keep. I was fucked up, so everything glitches. You want to talk about Canada? Yeah, what part of Canada? Uh, the cool part. Because the Canada is also not recognizing foreign gay marriages, so really, yeah, I just saw that on a. Yeah. What was it? I just saw it like two minutes ago. Well, let's read the cool stuff first, okay. and um, if you want to forward me that, I'll to here I can, or if, unless you want to read it, read it you right want to read it? Yeah. yeah. All right, let me read this. Uh, News Corp, the parent company of Fox News, is hoping to open a propaganda branch in Canada. 
called Sun News TV or Fox North. It was hoping its crony in Ottawa, winger Prime Minister Stephen Harper, would be successful in overturning a law prohibiting lying on broadcasting news. Imagine yeah, that. I think that's funny. There's a law in Canada prohibiting lying during newscasts. How civilized. But thank goodness there is still some sanity in the world. They were wrong. Uh, let's see. I got to scroll down here a little bit. As America's middle class battles for its survival on the Wisconsin barricades against various coke oil surrogates and the corporate toadies at Fox News, fans of enlightenment, democracy, uh, demo- what, was, what word was that? Democracy? Democracy. That's a real word. And Say. justice can take comfort from a significant victory north of the Wisconsin border. Fox News will not be moving into Canada after all. The reason Canadian regulators announced last week they would reject efforts by Canada's right-wing Prime Minister Stephen Harper to repeal a law that forbids lying on broadcast news. Why the fuck? Nothing speaks of disingenuous actions more than trying to repeal a law that bans lying. Yeah, I know, huh? What a cock. Wait, what was his name? Stephen uh, Harper? Stephen Harper, okay. yes. Uh, Canadian, can, Canadians, can, Canada's, <laughs> Canada's Radio Act. Canadians, what? <laughs> requires that a licensor may not broadcast any false or misleading news. I dropped that. The provision has kept Fox News and right-wing talk radio out of Canada. Wow. Let me read that again. Canada's Radio Act requires that a licensor may not broadcast any false or misleading news. The provision has kept Fox News and right-wing talk radio out of Canada. That's awesome. And helped make Canada a model for liberal democracy and freedom. As a result of that law, Canadians enjoy high-quality news coverage, including the kind of foreign affairs and investigative journalism that flourished in this country before Ronald Reagan abolished the Fairness Doctrine. In 1987, political dialogue in Canada is marked by civility, modesty, honesty, um, and idealism that have pretty much disappeared on the U.S. airwaves. When Stephen Harper moved to abolish the anti-lying provision of the Radio Act, Canadians rose up to oppose him, fearing that their tradition of honest, nonpartisan news would be replaced by the toxic, overtly partisan, biased and dishonest, fucking hell. Biased and dishonest news coverage familiar to American citizens who listen to Fox News and talk radio. Harper's proposal was time to facilitate the launch of a new right-wing network, Sun TV News, which Canadians call Fox News North. (laughs) Something like this would never happen in the U.S. because people in Washington work for the corporations, not the good of the country. But again, it's nice to know sanity still exists somewhere in the world. Congratulations, Canada. Uh, There's an update here. Let's see. Thanks for all the comments. I'd like to say a few things. The person who put this post up is no longer with me. Hmm. That's interesting. I'll have to cut that pause out. Um, let's see. Uh, the person who put this post up is no longer with me. After reading some of what has been said here, I followed the links through and I believe... This is where the inaccurate assertion that News Corp owns Sun News came from. Okay. Um, the run-up to the licensing of Sun TV News spurred passionate debate about whether Canadians will embrace a news channel model than the successful Fox News channel in the U.S. Quebecer Media, me, media sorry, 
Uh, media's chances of landing a license for the upstart cable channel where Delta Blow when it was revealed to Canadian Prime Minister Stephen Harper and representatives of Quebecer Media. Media, that's tough for me to say. <laughs> have secretly launched, lunched, fucking fuck, in New York with Rupert Murdoch and Fox News President Roger Ailes. That forced uh, to disavow links between Sun TV News and Fox News. Okay, so it may not be oh, Sun may not be owned by Fox, yeah. but that was definitely their business model. Yeah. So. So. Again, but the thing is, it's weird because common sense seems to prevail there. But in this story, Canadian government says it will not recognize foreign gay marriages. Thousands of foreign gay couples who wed in Canada are not legally married, a government lawyer argued in a case involving two lesbians seeking a divorce, according to court documents. The argument threatens to disrupt the lives of thousands of gay people who moved to Canada because they were unable to get married in their home countries. The case that prompted the government's position involves two women, one from Florida, the other from Britain, both in their early 30s, who wed in Toronto in 2005 but are now seeking a divorce. Department Justice lawyer Sean Gaudet said in a documented response to their application that they cannot be granted a divorce because they were not married in the first place. Neither party had the legal capacity to marry a person of the same sex under the laws of their respective domicile, Florida and the United Kingdom. As a result, their marriage is not legally valid under Canadian law. Also, we said the married couples are required to live in Canada for at least a year to qualify for divorce. Hmm. Uh, the case, which is to be decided next month by an Ontario, Ontario, Ontario Superior Court yeah, judge, it's not just me, could affect more <laughs> than 5,000 couples from the United States and other countries who in the past six years have flocked to Canada to marry. A 2004 court ruling effectively legalized same-sex marriage in Canada on the basis that denying gay couples the right to marry was discriminatory. A year later, Ottawa passed a bill enshrining it in law. Canadian Prime Minister Stephen Harper's party in its first year in office in 2006 proposed a ban on gay nuptials, but the resolution to, quote, restore the traditional definition of marriage was rejected by lawmakers. Harper said on Thursday that his administration would not revisit gay marriage laws. We have no intention of further reopening the issue. <laughs> Justice Minister Rob Nicholson added later that he would look at options to clarify the law so that such marriages performed in Canada can be undone in Canada. Okay. So. It sounds more like a legal issue for Yeah, them. weird technicality. Yeah, like we uh, need to make sure we don't fuck anything up for yeah. anybody else. Right. So I guess... So we'll let it stay for now. Yeah, I mean, hell, they passed na a nationwide. It's okay to be to K. Yeah. <laughs> weird. Huh. Okay. Uh, moving right along. What do we got here? Oh, this one's good. Mormon prophet? Blacks represent Satan on Earth? Huh. Is that is that it? Is that good? That's pretty good. All right. Thank you, Anthony. Here's one. But as the Mormons were trying to change their place in American life, the country itself was changing. The social and political upheavals of the 1960s put new pressures on the church, especially over its stance on race. I think the most damning statement uh, came from one of the presidents of the church, the third president of the church, John Taylor, 
Basically, he said that the reason that blacks had been allowed to come through the flood, the flood of Noah, was so that Satan would have representation upon the earth. <laughs> that black folks were here. What? To represent Satan and to have a balance against white folks who were here to represent Jesus Christ, the Savior. Um, how do you damn a people more than to say that their existence upon the earth is to, to represent Satan? It's the old eternal battle, the forces of evil against the forces of good. It's the old eternal battle, the forces of evil against the forces of good. It's the old eternal what? battle, the Why forces of evil against the forces of good. It's the old Why eternal battle, the forces of evil against the forces of good. From 1830 to 1978, mm -hmm. blacks could not become priests in the, in the Mormon church, right? That's correct. Why? Because the leaders of the church at that time interpreted that doctrine that way. Church policy had it that blacks uh, had the mark of Cain. Brigham Young said, Cain slew his brother, and the Lord put a mark upon him, which is the flat nose and black skin. It's behind us. Look, his nose is pretty flat, That's though. behind <laughs> us. Don't worry about those little flicks of history. It's the old eternal battle. The forces of evil against the forces of good. Because the leaders of the church at that time interpreted. I don't. I don't. That church policy headed that blacks. All right, so we're going to show some uh, some clan people burning stuff up and. Uh, wow. There's a fact here at the end. I don't know whether it's true or not, but it is It is presented as a fact. So it says uh, the Latter-day Saints, Inc. is the foremost formerly racist organization in U.S. history, not the KKK. The what? The Senate. The Senate, yeah. Maybe the or, Imperial uh, Senate. Yeah, I know. Huh? <laughs> and uh, this is followed up with, uh, and I haven't seen a thing from this, but let's play this from uh, the Book of Mormon. The next nominee for Best Musical follows two young Mormon missionaries Have as they travel from their homes in Salt Lake yeah, City to, to a poor and desolate yeah. village in northern Uganda. After witnessing the brutality of a local warlord, one of the Mormon boys starts to lose faith in his religion. But instead of abandoning his church, Elder Price decides to double down and reaffirm everything a Mormon believes. Here to perform, I believe, is Tony nominee be Andrew Rannells from the Book of Mormon. Everything they believe. This show is supposed to be hilarious. It's sold out like forever. Yeah. Since I was a child, I tried to be the best. So what happened? My family and friends all said I was blessed. So what happened? It was supposed to be all so exciting to be teaching of Christ across the sea. But I allowed my faith to be shaken. Oh, what's the matter with me? I've always longed to help the needy To do the things I never dared This was the time for me to step up So then why was I so scared? A warlord who shoots people in the face What's so scary about that? 
I must trust that my Lord is mightier and always has my back. That's religiously Now I must right? be completely devout. I can't have even one tread of doubt. <laughs> I believe that the Lord God created the universe. I believe that he sent his only son to die for my sins. And I believe that ancient Jews built boats and sailed to America. I am a Mormon and a Mormon just you cannot just believe partway You have to believe in it all My problem was doubting the Lord's will Instead of standing tall I can't allow myself to have any doubt It's time to set my worries free Time to show the world what Elder Price is about And share the power inside of <laughs> that the current president of the church Thomas Monson speaks directly to God I am a Mormon And dang it A Mormon just believes I know that I must go and do The things my God commands I realize now why he sent me here You ask the Lord in faith He just walked right into camp. I believe that Satan has a hold of you. I believe that the Lord God has sent me here. And I believe that in 1978 God changed his mind about black people. You can be born. This. <laughs> this is the moment I was born to do And I feel so incredible To be sharing my faith with you The scriptures say that if you ask in faith If you ask God himself, you'll know But you must ask him without any doubt And let your spirit <laughs> that Jesus has his own planet as well And I believe that the Garden of Eden was in Jackson County, Missouri <laughs> Believe the Lord will reveal it And you'll know it's all true, you'll just feel it You'll be a Mormon And by gosh, a Mormon doesn't just believe <laughs> I've heard rumors of a uh, movie version. Yeah, I can believe that.
I would, I would definitely Coming up, Hugh Jackman, Brooke Shields. That's enough out of you guys. That's pretty funny. Hey, um, huh. Golden Globe nominations came out a couple weeks ago, and I, I never mentioned did they? anything about it. Yeah, they did. Do you know what didn't get nominated for anything that you would think it'd get nominated for? Uh, the Muppets. Of course. No song, no musical, nothing. That not blows. For, not for musical? No. thing was full of songs. I know. <sighs> All right. You want to you wanna do this real quick? Sure. Well, yeah, I just wanted to point that out because The Muppets was awesome. Um, let's get all the nominees up here. There's not there's not that many nominees actually, is there? That's not that bad. All right, we'll skip the ones that don't matter. So we're done. <laughs> no, um, I mean no. I mean we don't have to do do the whole thing. I just wanted to point that out because I know that you have really enjoyed the movie as yeah. well, and it was it didn't get anything. Look. My week with Marilyn, Midnight in Paris, Bridesmaids, The Artist, and Fifty Fifty for motion picture comedy or musical. Yeah. Huh. My week with Marilyn. How the hell is that comedy? I mean, I haven't seen it, but I don't know. I haven't seen it either, so I can't. I can't guess there. Um. I I I I just don't know how it, for musical. Come on. The best original song motion picture. Hello, hello from Nomeo and Juliet. Right. Okay, what else is there for best original song? The Keeper from Machine Gun Preacher. Okay. Lay Your Head Down uh, by Albert Nobbs. Yeah. Or in from Albert Nobbs. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Living Proof from The Help. Yeah. And, and Masterpiece uh, from W.E. Yeah. Nothing what is from, that? Nothing from The Muppets. Original score uh, from the artist W.E., the girl with the dragon tattoo, Hugo, and uh, Warhorse. I would love to see dragon. I'm glad dragon tattoo. Um, Reznor does some good yeah, soundtrack yeah, it work. Yeah, was good stuff. The movie was awesome. The music was great. Oh, and, and Atticus Ross with uh, Trent Reznor there. Uh, screenplay is uh, Midnight in Paris, Ides of March, Artist and Descendants, and Moneyball. Uh, best director, Woody Allen, George Clooney, Michael... Has Navicus for what? Uh, the artist oh. Alexander Payne and Martin Scorsese. Uh, best performance by an actor in a supporting role. Uh, Kenneth Branagh, Albert Brooks from uh, Drive. He was pretty good in that, actually. Was there one for um, Patton Oswalt? No, I can't see from no. here. No, Viggo Mortensen and Christopher Plummer. What about Jonah Hill? Jonah for Hill yeah. for what? Moneyball. I did actually hear he was pretty good in that. Yeah. Uh, he had to branch out eventually, didn't yeah. he? Uh, best Supporting Actress, uh, Bernice Bejo from The Artist, Jessica Chastain, Janet McTeer, Octavia Spencer, and Shalini Woodley. Shalene? I don't know. I haven't heard of any of those people. <laughs> Honestly, since I don't work in a multiplex anymore, I don't really pay attention anymore. Uh, best Foreign Language Film? Best Animated Feature? Um, <clears throat> Tintin, Arthur Christmas, Cars Two, Puss in Boots, and Rango. You know, this is one of those be... doesn't belong on there. Uh, which one? Cars. No, I'd say Cars should be there. I just don't think it'll win. I think um, it shouldn't win. 
at no. all. Cars, Cars Two won't win. I think this is going to be the year that Pixar doesn't get it. It, it on this list, I would say it'd be between Tintin and Rango. Yeah, Rango just from an artistic uh, look, what amazing. we accomplished standpoint. Yeah. You saw Rango, right? Yeah. Plus, yeah. then you add all of the spaghetti western influence that's thrown in on yeah. top of it, and how it well great. they integrated all of that. And Tintin, I've just heard, is fucking fantastic. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was so, so good. It was so, so good. I give Tintin a lot of credit for just not crossing that line yeah. into, oh, that's creepy. Yeah, no, it was good. Um, Arthur Christmas, I heard, was very funny. Yeah, it, you know what? It, uh, and I watched, you know what it was? I saw it the, like a couple of days after I saw The Muppets. Mm. So it's like... They were both pretty high on Rotten Tomatoes for a while. Okay, yeah. but the Muppets is, is is a much better movie. Well, yeah, um, I would honestly say. I mean, I enjoyed Puss in Boots, but I would pull that out and I would put Kung Fu Panda two in there because yeah. I honestly think it was a better, more emotionally engaging story. That reminds me, I want to see if Puss in um, Boots is still at the theater next week. It is. Oh, it is. Oh, it's there today. I know that. Sorry. No, I was just wondering if it was going to be um, there after today. Best performance by an actor in a motion picture, uh, George Clooney. DiCaprio for J. Edgar. That's the most I've heard about J. Edgar. I saw that. That was good. Uh, Michael Fassbender for Shame. Ryan Gosling for The Ides of March and Brad Pitt for Moneyball. I would put my money on Fassbender. You think so? Yeah, if it was a dollar. Uh-huh. I don't bet big anymore. Uh, best performance by an actress, Glenn Close, Viola Davis, Runa Ma- Rooney Mara, Meryl Streep, and Tilda Swinton. I'd love to see Rooney Mara get it. That'd be nice. I could see her or uh, Meryl Streep or Tilda Swinton. Actually, any of them actually are good. Those all seem yeah. like pretty serious contenders. And uh, best motion picture, Descendants, The Help, Hugo, which kind of a surprise. No, I've heard I've heard nothing but great things about Hugo. Yeah, but there's so many other movies. Like, why isn't Drive on this list? You know, Ides of March, Moneyball, and Warhorse. Warhorse, seriously, I don't, I don't see the appeal no, of good. Warhorse. It was good. Yeah, really well done. Is the horse called Warhorse? No, that's what they call it in the ad. They like call the horse by what's the horse's name? I don't remember. It's not Warhorse. Okay, good. Because in the ad, they make it seem like that's the horse's name. And I thought, really? well, that's I fucking saw that stupid. At all. Show me the trailer. No, we're not going to do that now. Nobody wants to listen to a bunch of music and horse noises. <laughs> we're not running a podcast for furries, for Christ's sake. Uh, oh, sorry. I apologize to all two furries that listen. Um, <laughs> that's terrible. We got more Girl Scout bullshit. Oh, God. Yeah. The same little twat from last I don't week. know. What was her name? I don't know. It was... Uh, a California-based teen is hoping to spearhead a national boycott of Girl Scout cookies after the organization's controversial decision to admit a seven-year-old transgender child to a Colorado troop this past fall. How the fall. fuck do you not... Oh, my God. Oh, this shit pisses me off. What I don't understand is... How the fuck do they know, A? At seven, right? Isn't that... How do they know of, if a, I mean, is it transgender or is this child like, you know, both? Or how does is that it, work? What, what, well, that would be a hermaphrodite at that point, that right? That would, yeah. But transgender, doesn't that mean you're in the middle of... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how... What's the deal? What's hold the, on. Read hold it. on. Let me... I need a definition of this for this so I can actually... Um. All right. Here's the definition, because I'm not clear, and I can't really discuss it at length if I don't know. 
Transgender is a term applied to a variety of individuals, behaviors, and groups involving tendencies to vary from a culturally conventional gender role. Transgender is the state of one's gender identity. Self-identification is woman, man, neither, or both, not matching one's assigned sex. All right, well... Hold, let me let me read just this little bit at the yeah. top here. Transgender does not imply any specific form of sexual orientation. Transgender people may identify as hetero, homo, bi, pan, poly, or asexual. Uh, some may consider conventional sexual orientation labels inadequate or inapplicable to them. The precise definition for transgender remains in flux, but includes of relating to or designating a person whose identity does not conform unambiguously to conventional notions of male or female gender roles, but combines or moves between these people who were assigned to sex usually at birth and based on their genitals. It's pretty much how it's done, but who feel that this is false or an incomplete description of themselves or non-identification with or non-presentation as the sex and assumed gender one was assigned at birth. Okay. So why don't we, See how it's like dealt with in this story. Okay, so now now that we we have kind of an idea, yeah. Because honestly, I I thought I knew, but I didn't know it was that detailed. Um, the girl, which World Daily News has identified only as Taylor from Venture Cal- Ventura County, California, appears in a YouTube video in which she claims her organization is using proceeds from sales of the popular cookies to promote the desires of a small handful of people. Here's an update. Um, As of January 12th, the video has now been made private by its creators. So that's not really going to get your message out. Right now, Girl Scouts of the USA is not being honest with us girls, its troop, its leaders, its parents, or the American public. Taylor, who claims to have been a Girl Scout for eight years, says in the clip, Girl Scouts describes itself as an all-girl experience. With that label, families trust that the girls will be in an environment that is not only nurturing and sensitive to girls' needs, but also safe for girls. She goes on to note, I am asking you to take action with me and boycott Girl Scout cookies. The video eventually concludes with a tagline for the Honest Girl Scouts site, which describes itself as a group concerned with the alarming choices GSUSA has been making and advocating for a change back to simply building girls of good character. Okay, here's where we get into the meat of it. Okay. Last fall's decision to admit Bobby Montoya, after initially excluding her, has already been met with considerable controversy. In December, three Louisiana-based leaders resigned and dissolved their troops in the wake of the incident, with one calling it an almost dangerous situation for children, according to the Baptist Press. At the time, Girl Scouts of Colorado released a statement through the Gay and Lesbian Alliance defamation uh, against defamation, GLAD, noting, if a child identifies as a girl and the child's family presents her as a girl, Girl Scouts of Colorado welcomes her as a Girl Scout. After confessing to having difficulty switch from male to female pronouns and discussing her child, Montoya's mother, Felicia Archuleta, defended her daughter to ABC saying, I believe he was born in the wrong body. No one would know he's a boy unless they pulled his pants down. Huh. I don't think I have enough information to really... Uh, Me neither. Uh, and uh, any Anything that is written there is going to be, like, inflammatory on one way or another. So. Yeah. Uh, that's... We'll just leave that alone for now. Any other information that comes up would be great because... Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Updates. Let's put yeah, anybody sees any updates seven. for that. Because that is that is dangerously yeah. a dangerously small amount of information to make a judgment on. Right. Even being funny. How about yeah. this? Uh kids perform a Christian version of my humps. And then really? we'll go to break. Yeah. <laughs> it's on college humor, so we'll see. saw your mouth hanging open there what do you think oh wow i think that one if it's um if it i mean it's on college humor so right. i'm i'm assuming that it's a, just a parody and to be maybe ridiculous, maybe maybe or it is the um the first time i've wanted to punch children in the face <laughs> now why um, is that well you know what? not children their parents really because that's where it comes from yeah um, that's explo- exploiting your children plus, if plus, it's not if it's not like Will Ferrell having his daughter swear on camera, no, it's it wasn't. It was it was McKay's daughter. Oh, oh, okay. So I never looked into um, it that far. It was um, it's a good reason for Sopa. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> no, the black no. eyed peas should shut that shit down right. Yeah, now. they really should. The hell did I knock down? I don't know. That was um, the watering can. That is just bonsai. amazing to me. Isn't that weird? That's just, that's terrible. <laughs> that's terrible. And then it starts to go into a commercial for the Napoleon Dynamite cartoon, which is what, like seven years late? Yeah, no kidding. Why are they doing that? Oh, I don't know. Shut up. I don't know. It's just we're idiots. Gonna, oh, I don't get it. We're going to take a break. Nobody knows who the fuck Napoleon Dynamite is anymore. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, he sounds like that guy who's in that Benchwarmers movie. Hey, I like Benchwarmers. I like Benchwarmers, too. It's a great movie. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back.
family movie is tough. It seems like all Hollywood can do is make mindless drivel that rots kids' brains. Who wants to see a movie like what my dad watched when he was a kid? Those films are so boring and the special effects are horrible. The movies he grew up with are sometimes a big surprise. I at times feel uncomfortable watching movies I loved when I was younger with my own kids because I forgot how much cursing, sex, and violence they showed back then. All we want to do is watch a fun movie that we all like. That's why we created Family Movie Night, a podcast where we review movies from an adult perspective and from a kid's perspective. So you can find movies for your whole family to enjoy. We review new movies, old childhood favorites, cult and foreign films, and Godzilla. So check out Family Movie Night on the web at fmnpodcast.com or find us on iTunes. Bye. Inside Outcast podcast features the dark track of the week. One song selected from the dark underground. From ethereal and gothic rock to industrial and future pop. Dark Track of the Week, just one more reason to listen to the podcast where geek meets God. Dear Mr. Vernon, we accept the fact that we have to sacrifice a few hours a week to podcast about whatever you find important, but we think you're crazy asking us to write an essay telling you who we think we are. You see us as you want to see us, in the simplest terms and the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each of us is a podcast about other podcasts. A podcast about television. A podcast about films. A podcast about music. A podcast about books. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours, The Podcast Podcast. The Podcast Podcast is your one-stop source for all the podcasts on the internet. Each week we have very special guests from some of the best shows on iTunes so that you can decide if you should check them out or keep on moving. Find us at thepodcastpodcast.com or search for us in the iTunes store by looking for me, Fozzie Bear. That's F-O-Z-Z-I-E-B-A-R-E.
that that's me. Just, I I don't have words. <laughs> I know, huh? It's weird. I like I like when they rewrite the Lady Gaga stuff, and it's cringe-inducing. <sighs> have you ever seen it? No. The the Lady Gaga rewritten stuff. She's terrible too. Let's see. Hold on, let me. Uh... <sighs> I forget what it's called, but it's I. I think I want to say the Westboro Baptist Church redid it to like prove a point or try to prove <laughs> a point. Uh, all right. Let's let's see what we got here. First of all, they need to focus their computer. That's really fuzzy. You want to strut like you're unique, but baby, please. Monster lady, gay gay, show your teeth, this is all me. Fake love substitution is your game, you're just a fraud. But any half sees your hateful fans and for your god. Oh, 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 you pissed off god, you'll see what he's got. You ain't god, you ain't god, no, you ain't god, no, oh, say. You show yourself. I really appreciate how much time they spend on her hair and makeup for this. <laughs> Another video where your mouth's hanging open. All right, we gotta stop that. I just, I just don't understand like that. Like, <sighs> if you look at that, I mean, yeah. despite it being a little kind of, you know, like. Cheesy looked like like they put time into that. They really did. Okay, the, they really they did, did. They really did put time into that. Yeah. Okay, and the 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 editing and all that, and having to rewrite it and stuff like that. Yeah. Try yep. to be clever and and find the karaoke version. Yeah, and, which and, they probably had to pay for. Right. Which money went to Lady Gaga exactly. at that point. But it's just um, <laughs> and then to have her look like that. Yeah, like I understand what they're. But it's hit in the face with like life. I don't know, like I fell out of the chuggly tree and hit every branch like on the a way piece down. Piece of meat from Gaga's dress. But isn't that the point? I'm thinking as as we're making fun of her for her to look as plain as possible. It in, worked in um like contrast right. to to her stuff. I don't know. I, just, I don't know. <laughs> it's fucked up. I mean, huh? really? Do, do they think that a teenagers are going to look at that and go? Oh my God, Gaga's bullshit! <laughs> or that Gaga's gonna look at that and go, "What have I been doing with my life?" No, she looked at it and said, "Game on." No, she looked at it and went, "Okay, fine. You know, I'm gonna go dive in a pool of money." Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, I had a fifty stuck on, in my. I'm cooch. gonna go use a. I'm gonna go use a hundred dollar bill as a as a band aid for the paper cut I got from the fifty dollar bills <laughs> in the pool. All right, here I have um, 11 eye-opening highlights from a creation science textbook. Oh, good. This is from, um, I want to make sure I, I have the, the age of the, the right moon. person. It's really fucking um, <laughs> Comment removed by SOPA. Nice. Who, what did you put up that people are commenting on? 
I don't know. I think the last thing I put up was something about the weather. Yeah, weather comment, comment removed, removed by soap. I don't see him anymore. He doesn't really talk to me. Ty? Yeah. That's too bad. Anyway, um, this is all over the fucking place. So this is from Tom. Tom uh, sent this uh, link on the site there. So here's the first one, science versus, versus faith. Um, all right, Scott, I understand. Your segment's on its way. Okay, we get it. Oh, <laughs> Fuck, oh here's my thing I did for you. Here it is. <laughs> you put it in your show. Here's, here's, here's the segment I made that takes more work than your whole pathetic fucking show put together. Now shut up and play my segment, monkeys. Basically, what is it? We go, okay, Scott. Segment monkeys. <laughs> That's okay. Funny. This is the moon's beginning. He gives me shit for not showing up for a show. When was the last time he showed up for a show? <laughs> huh? When are you going to step in the fucking studio, Scott? Huh? Careful. He'll knock your ass I'm out of here. Afraid of his voice. <laughs> Any of them. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, no behind the curtain. <laughs> this is uh, so science versus faith. The moon's beginning. Science can be defined. Well, wait, where is this? Where is this from? Um, science four. I didn't see the first three sciences, so I don't. <laughs> well, it's, know it if must this be for fourth good. grade. Uh, so he says, um, a few months ago, I was reading about homeschooling because I do things like randomly reading about homeschooling. I read an article that mentioned a family using science textbooks produced by Bob Jones University. If you're not familiar, that's a large for-profit evangelical Christian university in. Texas. South Carolina. Very good guess, though. <laughs> Colbert might run his, run for president from South Carolina. I like, heard. That'd be great. I heard. And then he has, right after he wins, he goes, it was all an act, bitches. <laughs> Changing parties. I had to see what one of those textbooks was like. I bought one for a few bucks on Amazon, and a few slow shipping weeks later, I had my answer. I purchased a copy of Science 4 for Christian Schools, an evangelical written and approved science textbook published in 1990. According to the stamp on the inside cover, my copy was previously owned by the County Church and Country Christian Schools in Molella, Oregon. So thanks, guys. I read through the entire thing. It's quite short. (laughs) And picked out these 11 pages and excerpts to share. Let's call this an adventure in anthropology. Here are 11 highlights from an evangelical written science textbook written and approved by the Bob Jones University Young Earth Creationism team. Number one. That's a, that's a good buildup. I yeah. think this shit better be good. Science versus faith. The moon's beginning. Science can be defined as information gained by using our senses. Faith means holding beliefs without seeing, hearing, tasting, smelling, or touching the proof of them. <laughs> No sense whatsoever. (laughs) When the moon came into being, were there any people there to get the facts through their senses? Then do all our ideas about where the moon came from rest on science or faith? What? What anyone believes about the beginning of things rests in faith, not science. Hebrews 11.3 says that through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. That's in a science book. Well, that from is, the Bob Jones University. But which, that's so funny. Like, if so, if you weren't there to sense it when it started, yeah. Then finding out anything about it, you know, you know, you know what the 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 um 
the 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 special thing and the the dedication of this book. You know who the book's dedicated to? Who that one tree that fell in the woods? Yeah, that's that's who it's dedicated to. Uh, this is the first paragraph of the book. And while on the surface it's about the moon, it's actually setting up the thesis statement and perpetual paradox of the entire textbook. This is a science textbook textbook struggling at all times to find the balance between science and faith. And here they establish their default position on that issue, which is actually deviously clever. Forget popular opinion. Science and faith are not mutually exclusive. In fact, because none of us was there to witness the origin of things, science is faith. And we operate under that paradigm for the rest of the book. That's pretty clever. Oh. Now, sure, to make that work, it takes a fast and loose and condescending definition of science and the outright dismissal or ignoring of generations of fact, data, and evidence. But still, damn clever. How about just faith in science? Yeah. Uh. We'll get a lot more into my feeling on the cleverness in the 11th point. Number two, how old is the moon? The age of the moon. This Wait, hold on from a the... second. It's wicked fucking old, kid. <laughs> Dude, you have no idea. Wicked fucking old. So this is from the actual book. How old is the moon? This question has puzzled scientists for centuries. Evolutionists assume that the moon is billions of years old because their model requires great spans of time for things to happen by chance. But creationists believe the moon, believe the moon is much younger, perhaps only 10,000 years, years old. Six years. Six, 50 years. There's been 12 moons. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. This one is uh, 60 years old. This one's name is Jerry. <laughs> no, it's Gary. Gary. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's about 60 years Gary old. Gary Moon. It's about six years, 60 years old. You know, you know which moon I liked before? Which one? Keith. Keith. Keith, Keith was a moon. good moon. Really good. Yeah. Really good. Little indulgent. Yeah, well, Little indulgent. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Here's the thing. Why would you ask an evolutionist about, like, astrophysics and geology? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what did it evolve from? The a smaller moon. A smaller moon. <laughs> He says, I want to pick this apart. I really do. But all I could think of when I saw this was the one famous who wants to be a millionaire screenshot. And it's this perplexed looking woman. And it says, which of the following is the largest? A, a peanut. B, an elephant. C, the moon. Or D, a kettle. And she has chosen B. And it says, elephants larger than the moon. Okay. Anyway. Number three. Yeah. She yeah. chose that? Yeah. <laughs> well, when I look up in the sky, the moon, the moon don't look that big. Sometimes it looks big because it's bright, but it don't. The elephant, it ain't not getting bigger than a 50 cent piece. Because the moon's already up there. The elephant's big. I can't move the elephant up there, so the elephant must be bigger. Can I have my juice now? You went from southern to mentally handicapped in record time. It, so did the south. <laughs> so. Uh. Uh, okay. Number three. This might be the end of the show right here. All theories are guesses, but not all guesses are theories. Theories what? are the Theories are guesses, but not all guesses are theories. How? Theories, this is from the actual book, theories on the moon's origin. People who accept the Bible believe that God made everything. They call God's description of how things began the creation model. 
Those who disregard the Bible believe instead that everything got here by itself. They call this description of how things began the evolution model. <laughs> they call this model bullshit. <laughs> Evolutionists try to guess what caused things like the moon. Again with the moon. We know it was a magic man in the sky. <laughs> Who made Gary our new Who moon. Made Gary our new moon. Following our three guesses made by evolutionists about how the moon began. Can I have my juice now? <laughs> the breakaway theory. Some scientists believe that the earth was once like a rolling, boiling ball of lava such as volcanoes spit out. Such as. <laughs> what are we running from Miss America? <laughs> As the Such as in a volcano. <laughs> I would save the world by blocking up the volcanoes. With with the tip of a mountain, right? Like Superman. With, if block. we could bring the moon down, <laughs> we could plug up the volcanoes and no one would get hurt. Can I have my juice now? As the sun's gravity pulled, Peanut butter. <laughs> pulled on the earth, a large lump of soft rock formed on one side of it, and then it, it's cut off there. Um, there's semantic work at play here. In the subhead, they refer to theories of the moon's origin. In the copy, the word theory has, a, has vanished and has been replaced by guess. And obviously, those words have different connotations. Theory comes off like it's based off research and study and might be true. Guest just rolls pejoratively and dismissively yeah, off no the tongue. fucking idea. I don't know. I didn't put it there. Did you put the moon there? I didn't. <laughs> Nobody I knew put it there. He closes with, and I'm theorizing that didn't happen by accident. <sighs> good good word play. Number four, no guesswork required. Oh, wow, good. Yeah, this is uh, the biblical record of the moon's origins. Oh, good. It's in there. I looked in the end. The three theories just discussed are some scientists' guesses about how the moon began. But we know. But Christians do not have to guess how things began. No. <laughs> you weren't joking. No. The Bible not only tells us that God made the lights in the heavens, but also that he made them out of nothing. Oh, So it's wow. all right for them to have something out of nothing, but we can't. Exactly. Yeah, uh, made them I out was, of nothing. You know what? I would like to make my own moon. Where do I get this nothing? Exactly. And how this, much the cost? This moon making nothing. You know what? Where, you, where do you get that? <laughs> I know. I am not a god. <laughs> Fine. You you're not allowed in that store. I am not a god. So, what would a god need with a starship? <laughs> so wow, <laughs> you pulled that out of nowhere. Like that? I like, like that. that. That's good. Um. I was eating, Can I have my juice now? <laughs> I was eating popcorn the other day, and I realized that when it when it comes time, when the, when the girls are old enough and we talk about religion and Big Bang stuff, whichever comes first, because um, I will turn religion into a science conversation just to, yeah. you know, um, I'll explain the Big Bang theory with popcorn. Now think about this, right? It's... It's it's a small kernel of popcorn, mm-hmm. right? And it expands five hundred times its size. I know I'm making like a softball size gesture with my hands right now. <laughs> what the fuck are you getting? If the kernel is this popcorn. big, <laughs> one if the kernel was the size of a softball, I would only need one kernel of popcorn. No, but I mean it expands so large yeah. because it it the space between the molecules and 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 all that is is different than when it was a kernel, all right? That, I think, is a good starting point to explain it. I don't know. I just wanted to say that because that's what I thought of the other day. While eating popcorn. Did you see the conversation I had with Nova? 
that oh, I put yeah. up on Facebook. Nerd. Ooh, yeah, we had another conversation that I have not put up yet. Oh, really? I was playing Skyrim. And we'll get back to this, but I just yeah. need a second to, to breathe. Um, and we came across some um, saber-toothed cats because, uh-huh. you know, whatever. There's talking dogs. So, um, And I said, oh, no, here comes some saber-toothed cats. We've got to take them out. Uh, let me get my axe and my fire ready, and I get that all set. And uh, I hack at one of them, and the two of them in unison yelled, Cut its head off! I'm like, oh, we've been playing too long. Three and a half year olds are calling for decapitation of local nice. animals. But they, they it's interesting because like you come across bandits a lot and it's outlaw bandits and all that kind of stuff. Zombies, fine. That's yeah. no problem. But when I come across a human, I, I actually kind of hope when when I'm playing with the girls, when we like explore around and yeah. do that stuff, sometimes I really hope that they just will talk. Yeah. And have a conversation instead of everybody being a dick. <laughs> you come across a hunter or a fisherman or somebody or a guard, and as long as you're not fucking around, the guard will be fine with you. But bandits, nobody ever wants to just be like, hey, you want to join our group of bandits? They're like, fucking hell, kill it. <laughs> and I'm like, no, kill it. I'll kill you with fire. <laughs> Here we go. All right, let's get back to this. Um, Let's see. Uh, the Bible not only tells us that God made the lights of the heaven out of nothing. Okay, that was the middle. We stopped in the middle of the yeah. book article thing there. The last part of Hebrews 11.3 says that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. What? That things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Oh. No material thing existed until God spoke. Okay, there's the dumbed-down version for us. The creation of the moon, like everything else, took place immediately. Psalm 33.9 says, He spake. Did Palin write this? And it was done. The moon sprang into being in an instant at God's command. Oh, all right. So he just um, looked at his list and went, Bam, moon. moon. Give me a moon. All there right, there we go. All right, this one's named Keith. It sure must be easy to take a test when God did it is the right answer to every question. Uh, number five, periscopes. Yankee War Tools. That's the title of this one. Okay. Periscopes are an instrument that let you see light that is not traveling straight into your line of vision. Okay, I can agree with that. Yeah. They can, in short, permit you to see around corners or over walls. Yeah. Again, I agree with that. Periscopes use the fact that light always travels in a straight line and that it can be reflected. Okay. Sounds sounds right, right? Light travels into a periscope is reflected by a series of mirrors or prisms and presents an image to the viewer. Okay. Soldiers in the Civil War, sailors and submarines, and sometimes hunters have used periscopes. Okay. Okay. I appreciate that the book written in South Carolina went with civil war and not war of northern aggression or war between the states. <laughs> when I was in the South a few years ago, I heard both of the, both of those latter two a lot, and I didn't even make it over to South Carolina, where I'm led to believe every home has an in case the North starts shit again, break glass musket in the in a case. <laughs> All right, so five is kind of a dud for me. What it, just because it used the term civil war? Yeah. Why that, is that? Wh- why why is that even a problem? I mean, did soldiers in the Civil War use periscopes? 
I guess he's just saying that, okay, this is a book from the South. He's surprised that they didn't use the term war of Northern aggression or. Yeah, but that's. Yeah. That's looking for a yeah, problem. That's, that's like, one, I need 11 of right. these. That's one. Okay. Let's see how the rest of them stack okay. up. Okay. That was in the middle, so we'll see. This one's titled End of Days with a question mark. The moon will be a warning. Now we're back on the moon. This is going to be golden. I never knew the moon was so important. I know, huh? Y'all, you all, you thought all it did was make women pissy. Uh, I know that <laughs> when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's a moray. That is true. That I, is true. I don't know who moray is, but... <laughs> well, I mean, you have to spend time with him on, on Tuesdays. Tuesdays, yeah. But on... In Luke twenty one twenty five, Christ speaks of the end times. There shall be signs in the sun. It must have been so cool to just get frustrated with him. <laughs> oh Christ! <laughs> what? Why? Nothing. 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 I was wasn't talking to you. Stubs his toe. <laughs> there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity. And Revelation six twelve and eight twelve, they say this. Oh, this is the Ghostbusters quote. <laughs> the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. And the third part of the sun was smitten. Coke and, turned to Pepsi. And Dogs, the third part. Cats. <laughs> and the third part of the moon. So as the third part of them was darkened, and the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. That doesn't make sense. These verses tell us that God will use a special sign such as the darkening of the sun and the moon to signal the end of this age. And at the end of this age, Christ will come, quote, in a cloud with power and great glory. So God's going to be Kevin Smith? I guess so. In a cloud of THC or whatever that stuff is? Seriously? Like, the I've seen a red moon before. Well, it needs to, I don't know, bleed Kool-Aid or some shit like that. I don't really know. Well, oh, then then everybody's got to drink it. Yeah. Then it's, it's, it's Jonestown. This struck me as the strangest page in the textbook. This one really strays away from the science thing and goes straight fire and brimstone. And like two pages later, we start the chapter on plants. <laughs> <laughs> also, if it seems like there's a lot of material on the moon, there is. The first chapter of the book is all about the moon. Seemed like a strange opening chapter to me until I read it and figured out why it got that spot. The moon appears to be a really strong way to make procreationism arguments in a way that eight-year-olds can understand. The entire chapter feels someone tacked on. Oh, feels somewhat tacked on too. Especially since later in the book, there's another entire chapter on the moon that never mentions God or creationism. <laughs> <laughs> Grand Canyon. That's a Grand Canyon. Not not really an attribute you're looking for, is it? What? A Grand Canyon. Eh, it's an okay canyon. <laughs> Number seven, Grand Canyon. Proof of a young earth or not? Probably the most spectacular gorge in the world is the Grand Canyon. It runs for well over 200 miles and is a mile deep in places. I thought the most popular gorge in America was Kim Kardashian. The most popular un... fucking... (laughs) I got nothing. Uninfected gorge in the world. (laughs) 
Uh, my other the sunsets blaze across the walls, turning the layers of rock orange and red. Isn't it already kind of that color? I don't know. Evolutionists look at that vast canyon and those beautiful layers of rock and say that the Earth is ma- again with the evolutionists. Don't they realize evolutionists are basically biologists? Yeah, not geologists. And that vast canyons and those beautiful layers of rock and say the Earth is millions of years old, that no young Earth could have such a deep gorge in it. Creationists look into the canyon and say, fuck your noise. (laughs) (laughs) Look into the canyon and see the power of God and find evidence of the great flood. Yeah, because God just looked down and went, and cut a mighty swath he did it was it was with the toothpick part of his swiss army knife it's kind of like peeing in the snow (laughs) maybe god's pee is strong enough to carve rock exactly i bet if you look from above it says yahweh was here (laughs) only in ancient hebrew though well yeah yeah (laughs) otherwise it'd be weird (laughs) that would explain crop circles (laughs) creationists look into the canyon to see the power of god and find evidence of the great flood. When the flood waters went down, where did they go? They swept across whole continents with unimaginable force. So it was a rapid receding of waters. Uh. Huh. The material underneath was still soft and unsettled because, you know, water softens rocks. <laughs> there's, there's shrinkage. <laughs> Uh, under such conditions, much erosion could happen quickly. A young earth in a mighty flood would indeed have such a gorge. Well, her name was Mary Magdalene. So wait a minute. If <coughs> Sorry, Mary so Kardashian. Wait, young earth was just this. The young earth. So earth got harder as it got older. Is that what it is? Once it hit puberty. Yeah. yeah and it was, it was most likely in the middle of the English time. class. Exactly. <laughs> 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 it was either that or algebra. Uh, that's the great flood. <laughs> oh, oh, let's flood of emotion. Oh, <laughs> in his pants. So, wait, what else has this got? Glaciers. I'm sorry, I just wanted to move on. Oh well, let me finish. <laughs> um, when a river no longer carried the huge amounts of water and the sediment hardened, uh-huh. erosion slowed down. The layers in the canyon walls narrowed at the bottom, showing such a change in rate. Um, the logic here for why the Grand Canyon is evidence of young Earth is dizzying. I also like the subtle implication that non-creationists dismiss the beauty of the Grand Canyon because they think it's old. No, that would be Brie. She dismisses everything if it's old. <laughs> uh, although, in the author's defense, when I went to the Grand Canyon, I was in a really bad mood and I didn't find it as breathtaking as you're supposed to, so maybe they're onto something. <laughs> Number eight, glaciers and their water. Oh, boy. Glaciers, like ocean water and streams, deposit material, too. The rock and soil pushed along by the snout or front edge of the glacier are called till. Ridges of till are left when glaciers melt back. Moraines and drumlins are two kinds of hills made by glaciers. Glaciers can deposit material when they melt as well. Meltwater carries earth and rock much as a stream does. Also, when glaciers melt, they send billions of gallons of water flowing to streams far below them. Meltwater is fresh water, which is water that is good to drink. We've got to remember, this is for young kids. 
God designed the glaciers to store water in the coldest months when water is not usually scarce and to release it in the warmer months when streams and reservoirs are low. God made the ice cold (laughs) and then God made it when it was warm, he made it okay to drink. Can I have my juice now, which is just red water? This textbook was published in 1990. This glacier paragraph really makes you wonder how this would be updated today to address global warming. What are the odds that the sentence, if the globe is getting warm, why is it so cold in the winter, makes the cut? Better or worse than the odds of an Arrested Development movie coming out? Oh, you had to work in the pop culture uh, reference. It's funny. We are getting an Arrested Development movie. I know, huh? Number nine, I asked a friend from Maine, and apparently they really do eat fiddleheads. <laughs> plants with no seeds. A group of tubed plants that do not produce seeds are the ferns. God created many different and beautiful ferns. Most ferns have large split leaves called fronds. Look at the fronds on these ferns. Have you seen any of them before? Now show me where they touched you. <laughs> <laughs> New fronds are curled up. And as they grow, they uncurl. The uncurled up fronds are called fiddleheads. Can you guess why? In the northeastern United States, people... They make you play with your dick. People eat fiddleheads. You can buy them in some grocery stores. That's a science lesson? I pulled this off page 63 of the book because it was emblematic of a pattern. After the first chapter on the moon, which went hardcore creationism, the book actually settled down and became a regular science textbook. It almost seems like they had to throw in an, in an innocuous mention of God or a biblical quote here or there just to remind everybody that this isn't your average pagan science text. We are not fucking around. This is about God. <laughs> this I go have a salad. This one was a great example. Totally gratuitous mention of God creating different ferns. Really, God can be inserted into any sentence in the book. This one just got the call. But you can put it anywhere. God created a group of tubed plants that did not produce seeds. The ferns. Most ferns were created by God with large split leaves called fronds. I guess that kind of makes God the poochie of this textbook. Wow. (laughs) Number 10. Oh, a favorite. Magnets. How do they work? Magic. Electricity is a mystery. No one has ever observed. I've read this one before. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No one has ever observed it or heard it or felt it. Let me tell you. Don't tase me, dude. When I that dude felt when, it. When I was like five and I took a plugged in wall adapter for a handheld like old, old 70s video game yeah. and I put that shit between my lips, I fucking felt yeah. it. You know? Yeah, you put a nine um, volt battery on your tongue, you I feel it. I watched a transformer on a telephone pole <clears throat> get hit by lightning and explode. Two different types of electricity. Yeah. Oh, wait. We have this thing at work. What's it? it, It's a Van de Graaff generator. You know what it makes? Fucking electricity. All right. Which is why why kids aren't allowed in there until it's just electricity. Right. Because the fucking electricity. It's crazy. (laughs) That's some some dirty shit right there. That's the show. Yeah. There's music and lights that go along. It's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Hoopazah. Yeah. The bazonga ding. All right. Um, we can see and hear and feel only what electricity does. 
I've cocked my head to the side like a like a confused dog. We know that it makes one time I put a fork in that hole in the wall. (laughs) It made everything shiny. We know that it makes light bulbs shine and irons heat up and telephones ring. But we cannot say what electricity itself is like. Really? We cannot even say where electricity comes from. Uh, it comes really? from the electric company. It comes from the hole in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Some scientists think that the sun may be the source of most electricity. What? <laughs> Others think that the movement <laughs> of the earth Other scientists some of look it. at those scientists and go, what the fuck is wrong with you? Take off those coats and get back to cleaning the windows. You are not scientists. Put your helmets back on. Some Go drink your juice. Others think that the movement of the earth produces some of it. All anyone knows is that electricity seems to be everywhere and that there are many ways to bring it forth. What are you fucking conjuring electricity? <laughs> I bring forth 110 volts by the power of a AAA battery. I make the remote work. Well, if that's the case, then rechargeable batteries are fucking resurrecting the dead. Oh, Jesus. Okay. That is so fucking funny. He says, I saved this page for the penultimate point because it's my favorite in the book. Let's ignore the weird, weird photo of the girl for a second and focus on the text. The girl's staring at the sink, blow drying her hair. It's kind of it is kind of a weird picture. Uh, let's focus on the text. Electricity is a mystery. No one has ever observed it or heard it or felt it. We cannot even say where electricity comes from. <laughs> it's magic. The reason this page bugged me is because it doesn't come back to God created it. I would actually accept that. <laughs> this one just is just misinformation for misinformation's sake. Look, we have no fucking idea. Stay away from it. We know exactly where electricity comes from. Scientists don't disagree, and no one's saying electricity comes from the planet universe being millions of years old or from dinosaurs. Well... No. no. <laughs> or from the spirit generated by the Earth's religious diversity. <laughs> this page is just the evangelical textbook equivalent of trolling. <laughs> Although, in their defense, maybe if they make our heads explode, that will generate electricity. It'll definitely dissipate some electricity. Uh. Number 11, the disclaimer and what it ultimately means. Now, it's a little small, so I gotta, I'm not going to finish that sentence. Note, the fact that materials produced by other publishers are referred to in this volume does not constitute an endorsement by Bob Jones University Press of the content or theological positions of materials (coughs) produced by such publishers. The position of Bob Jones University Press and the university itself is well known. Any references in ancillary materials are listed as an aid to the students or the teacher in an attempt to maintain the accepted academic standards of the publishing industry. (coughs) Wow. I saved this for last. I noticed this one sentence that brings everything into perspective. Any references and ancillary materials are listed as an aid to the student or the teacher and in an attempt to maintain the accepted academic standards of the publishing industry. What this means, we jammed our science textbook full of science because we had to in order to publish it. If it were up to us, God did it actually would have been at the very end of the sentence, (laughs) of every sentence. 
And I really wish they had done just that. I've taken a snarkish position towards this textbook, which you'd expect, even if you've never seen this website before. And we are on 11 points. 11points.com because the top 10 lists are for cowards. Okay. <laughs> um, let me get back down to that. And let's see. And the har har, look at these religious yahoos is the official credo of the blogging world. But now the twist. I don't have a problem with the hardcore religious faith, and I don't even have a problem with creationism or teaching. I Well, I, I do. <laughs> or teaching creationism to children. I definitely do. It's like lying to them. Just because I don't believe that God did it as the answer doesn't mean I'm anti-faith or anti-belief. I, that's what it means for me. It's uh, That's my own disclaimers. <laughs> um, it's like I said when I was reviewing Bill Maher's Religious, if you're completely dismissive of religion, that doesn't make you opposed to zealotry. It just makes you a different kind of zealot. Mm. We'll have to go and uh, look at his review of that. Because we actually watched that together. Yes, we did. That was the first movie I saw at Hollywood Hits in a long time. <laughs> Um, see, so completely within their right to put whatever the hell they want in it. The unsettling feeling I got from certain points is a result of them not going all the way. Um, all right, anyway, uh, we'll leave the funny list as a funny list and not read the end parts there. <laughs> you want to, uh, you want to hear some of the comments? Oh, definitely. You cannot see electricity. It is invisible. And for all you dumb fucks who are about to say, but you can see lightning sparks, please don't comment. What you can see is the superheating of the air into plasma. And uh, the reply to that is air can be heated into plasma. You actually typed out your rank stupidity for all to see. The stupid, it burns. (laughs) Uh, Just an FYI, the famous who wants to be a millionaire screenshot is fake. Never happened. Um... Perhaps the added note by Bob Jones University below was meant to satisfy science standards in any state where this nonsense book was used by Christian homeschoolers as references to real books might make it look legit, but hopefully students would never venture into looking up supplemental materials that might be an indication they don't accept the Bible as fact. And then it's uh, that that publishing industry standard thing. Um Let's see, the book is breathtakingly ignorant of actual science. We know for a fact that the solar system is 4,568,200,000 years old to within 0.01%. We know that Genesis <laughs> Flood is fiction and many other things uh, which are at variance with biblical claims. Nobody mentions the fact that there will be an Arrested Development movie. (laughs) (laughs) Electricity does not run telephones. Phones have cord-free handsets. They require electricity. Phones that have that curly cord that run from the handset to the phone do not. (laughs) Phones don't need electricity. AT&T has a contract with God. The phones run on faith and holy spit. (sighs) Ah. And then it says, uh, false, the power comes from the telephone switching system. The usual supply is 48 volts DC, positive ground, normally about 2 watts. So there, everybody's right and everybody's wrong. Exactly. (laughs) That's the way I like it. And let's see. (sighs) Oh, so, okay. William here just posted the Girl Scout story that we already covered. Uh And, um... Let's see if there's anything else in here that's um 
worth doing before we do a break? Uh, well, there's this. A bunch of people put this one up, so let's see this. It's from ericschwartz.com. I think we've played this before. Keep your Jesus off my penis, keep your Bible off my balls. Keep your prayers out of my ears and your crosses off my walls. You can keep the Virgin Mother and the Resurrection too. Keep your Jesus off my penis, I'll keep my penis off of you. Well, I'm freaking sick and tired of turning on the news and seeing the religious rights ungodly fight to take our right to choose. When to bear our children, who to love and how, education and protection if we're just practicing for now. So W, look, obey a book if that's what works for you. But I don't tell you how to pray, so don't you tell me how to screw. Keep your Jesus off my penis, <laughs> keep your Bible off my balls, keep your prayers out of my ears and your crosses off my walls. You can keep the virgin mother and the resurrection too. Keep your Jesus on my penis, I'll keep my penis off of you. So you're screaming bloody murder about the Taliban regime, subjugating women, and being too extreme, and basing legislation on some ancient holy book. Does that sound a bit familiar? Here's a mirror. Have a look. And as for the Ten Commandments, they need one more at least. Thou shalt never cover up the acts of pervert priests. Now, how they let that happen? Unless they just abhor us. Well, anyway, it adds another layer to the chorus. Keep your Jesus off my penis. Keep your Bible off my paws. Keep your prayers out of my ears and your crosses on my walls. You can keep the Virgin Mother in resurrection too. Keep your Jesus off my penis. I'll keep my penis off of you. So you'll execute a person and protect a single cell. But mercy killed the terminally ill and you're going straight to hell. Well, I don't know much about the word of God. Far be it from me, but I can tell you what it ain't. Hypocristianity. Now I am not anti-Christian before you grab a rope. There is beauty in religion and joy and love and hope. And we're all looking for the answer, this colossal cosmic cause. But who the fuck are you to turn your views into my laws? It's just believers in the Bible that would have abortion banned. Anti-choice agnostics, I could count them on one hand. And as for <laughs> killing babies, I have but one retort. If someone raped your daughter, George, you'd beg her to abort. And if some young girl from your church shows up with child or some infection, because you taught her what a horrid sin it was to use protection, well, one day you'll face the pearly gates. And what you gonna say? When that long-haired Jewish peacenik sends your ass the other way, and keeps your <laughs> Jesus off my penis, keep your Bible off my balls, keep your prayers out of my ears and your crosses off my walls. Look, I've had it up to here with all the biblical you spew, so keep your Jesus off my penis. At least that's what I would do. Keep your Jesus off my penis, I'll keep my penis off of you. <laughs> as if you want me to. I actually like his version of Jesus with the with the um, with the yarmulke and the yeah, um, the other funny. accoutrements, shall we say? Because yeah. he was a Jew, so there you go. Yeah, that was good. That was funny. I like that. I like that. I think. Uh, ow! Wow, that's old. I keep banging my. Uh, what year was that? Two thousand four. That doesn't seem that old, but then when you think about it, that's yeah. what eight years. Almost, yeah. Jeez. All right, let's do a break, and then we'll come back, and we'll finish up. That's what she said, right? 
I'm here with Bill Byforce and Mr. Chris to tell you a little bit about Outside the Cinema. All right, Reverend Scott, take uh, us to church. Uh, what can we expect to find from a typical show? Two hours of just random blabber. <laughs> uh, is there anyone's coattails you wrote in on to popularity? I'm the guy that fucking burns the coattails and then pisses on them. You review all these exploitation, <laughs> horror, comedy, cult, and often all-around terrible movies. You must have a strong driving force that keeps you going. Ego. <laughs> I don't know if I've heard you say that before. Uh, yeah, I've been saying that for a while. Really? I have been saying that for a while. Also, I'm high on smack. Well, it's definitely working for you guys. Yeah. People are coming out in droves to support you on iTunes. We just the other day got a, a, a one-star review on iTunes. Well, that is one <laughs> That is one star too many. Let me tell you. The worst fucking piece of shit I've ever heard. This has been great, guys. Thanks, Scott. Ugh. That was good. Oh, he's got you crying over there. I'm good for the rest of the year. Nice. That was too much. Hi, this is famous Hollywood producer, Robert Evans. You know, I've made a lot of powerful enemies during my time in Hollywood. Like the time I pushed Steve McQueen in front of a moving car on the set of The Getaway because he was macking on my lady, Allie McGraw. But I've made one great friend... A boffo friend, if you will, since I retired. It's called Show Show, and it's the best fucking movie podcast ever. It's even better than cocaine, which I would know a lot about. Visit Show Show at showshow.podomatic.com or search Show Show, all one word, in the iTunes store. When you're watching movies, are you sick of remakes, reboots, reimaginings? Reinventions and Reese Witherspoon. Are you fed up with movies where giant robots try to remake Enter the Dragon? Do you think that torture porn is vastly inferior to 1970s drive-in porn? Do you find Botox actresses with fake tits and action heroes with no chest hair a turn-off? Do movies where no single shot lasts more than two and a half seconds piss you off? Yeah, me too. That's why I do Paleo Cinema Podcast. A podcast for films more than 20 years old. So if you think the Cinturis is a guy, and that Myrna Loy is a kind of metal, you need Paleo Cinema Podcast. Go to paleo-cinema.com and do yourself a favour. Should we just do one more sweep here and make yeah, sure we got the five founding fathers whose skepticism about Christianity would make them unelectable today? We might uh, want to save that one. Hey, what do you think about Romney winning New Hampshire? 
Yeah, I'm not surprised, honestly. I, I figured he would. Um, New Hampshire is is more straight and narrow. They're not going to go for the crazy ones. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I was listening. I actually listened to AM radio today for the first time in a long time. Yeah, why? Well... I, I had been without it for so long. <laughs> I thought, okay, I've been listening to NPR and I've been reading like, you know, unbiased news sources yeah. and stuff like that. I wonder I wonder how this is gonna sound. And I used to get mad. Yeah. But it was I was embarrassed <laughs> for for the guy because he was saying stuff about um how just 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 lies i mean outright just yeah. lies about obama and and right. what he's going to do and he they they actually this guy thought that newt gingrich could beat obama no i could go crap out a turd and yeah. sculpt it into what looks like a Republican face facial features, and yeah. that would get more votes than Gingrich. And people called up and and they said, "Look, we haven't had good people in a long time." They oh, he called Obama the worst president since, and he he said this really strange like. Like grouping, yeah. Um, he was the worst wartime president of this century. Okay, it's like okay, so there were two. <laughs> really, yeah. like, like because I know I know Carter was pretty ineffective. Yeah, but I mean, it just it's it's really fascinating if you listen to what they're saying. Yeah, how they how these guys on on the on the right wing radio stations actually phrase stuff so that they sound right. Yeah, yeah, and people eat the shit up because they have they speak with conviction. Yeah, people don't want to hear I have facts to back my shit up. Oh God, they don't want to know that. that. They want no. they want emotion and anger and yeah, vitriol. It's all vis- visceral. Yep, I really like this thing by Clint Eastwood. I'd heard about this before. Yeah, i i hadn't I hadn't seen it, and honestly, I w- when I saw a picture of Clint Eastwood and text next to yeah. it, I kind of cringed a little bit. I'm like, got like a little Chuck Norris. I'm like, oh god, no! I like him. Don't let him like give me a, like John Ratzenberger. Come on, dude. Why well, you this going is to from his party GQ interview and back yeah, in from, October. Uh, October. I'm going to read it because I can see that far. Okay. These, peop- <clears throat> these people are making a big deal out of gay marriage. I don't give a fuck about who wants to get married to who anybody else. We're making a big deal out of things we shouldn't be making a big deal out of. They go on and on with all this bullshit about sanctity. Don't give me that sanctity crap. Just give everybody the chance to live the life they want. Exactly. Okay. That's good. It is good. I if, like that. If Clint says it, I... You have no choice but to agree. Exactly. <laughs> um, I was thinking about because I heard some people, um, some people were talking about the sanctity of life because that's the argument. That's the pro uh, pro life argument. Sanctity of life. Yeah. Right. So 
I'm confused, though. Are you going to argue the sanctity of life after you shoot an abortion doctor? Yeah, well, that's... Or the, but, or after you have a hamburger or after you execute the serial killer in Texas? Right. Um, or after you send this person who you forced to be born off to war? Yeah. Or... Yeah. This mother who is now raising this child by herself, more than likely... Um, and then cut things that are going to help this person live. Yeah. You know, cause odds are they're going to need help with food stamps or housing or stuff like yeah, that. Because they're, they are, they made they made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you're going to get an abortion, you, you have come to the yeah. realization. Like, yeah, this isn't going to happen. I don't want this whether to it, Yeah. Whether it's a mistake, like, oh, oh, I got, I fucked yeah. somebody I got, or, or, you know, whatever. It's, it's, it's not right for you at yeah. the time, um, uh, for whatever reason, health, right. money. It doesn't matter. It's nobody's business. Mental stability. You could just not want kids. I mean, it could be that simple. Yeah. I don't yeah. want kids. And then I it could be, there could be darker reasons as to why you're pregnant. Yeah. We're not going to go there. But. You're going to care about the kid in utero, but not enough to give full health coverage to to mothers or paid time off from work like every other fucking civilized country in the world. Uh, And then no, no, no care after the child's born. And there's no answer for that. But, But after he's 18, that fucker better sign up for selective service. Right. You know, then... That's that's great. Then you know now you're of use to the country right. again. But vote Republican because they're the ones that saved your life. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? Anyway, I'm starting to get angry. So, and I've been trying not to. So we do the. Uh, oh, I have to open up my email here. So I hope it doesn't make a big noise. Hey, it didn't make that noise that it usually does. And you go, oh, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I know you know what I'm talking about. Ah, what the fuck was it? <laughs> well, it's uh, officially Friday the 13th. Yeah. Great. I just have to drive home. Wait, what are you, superstitious or something? Me? Yeah. No, why? <laughs> it's just a day. What does it matter? Great. Uh did I tell you the story about the one person at work that asked me if I believed in the Mayan calendar stuff? No, what happened? He just he came around the corner and he's like, "Hey, how's it going?" I'm like, "Oh, not too bad. How's your day? Pretty good." He's like, "You believe any of that Mayan calendar stuff?" No, dude, not even a little bit. Oh, and he just walked away. I'm like, I wanted to talk. I wanted to tell you why it's stupid to believe it. Anyway, all right. This is from. Um, this is from Evil Dave. So let's uh let's play this. It's titled Vampires. So I think right. I think we talked about vampires last week. Yeah, we did. That's it. Uh, yes, Gary Oldman is Vlad the Imperial. And uh, in the middle of it, they said that they wanted him to have a scene with this woman called Mina, who looked like his old wife, you know, his wife from years ago, as opposed to his old wife. And um, in the middle of it, he just shoved this in. Not many, they sneaked it in, in fact, just very quietly. Not too many people know, but vampires can grow during the day. And people were watching him going, yeah. I was going, no, hold on. <laughs> Absolutely not. No way. But they were, I mean, what, what is a yeah, low He had those blue vampire? glasses anyway, on when yeah. he walked they, they around. They can go out during the day, but they call him a low-powered vampire. What the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> Can't actually fly anymore. <laughs> <laughs> One that leaps out from people, ah-ha-ha. <laughs> That's all I do. 
No, uh, I'm daytime vampire. Go on. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers. Sign of the cross to you too, mate. Hi, Chris. Hi, Frank. This is Evil Day. Oh, I got used to After listening to After that Eddie. <laughs> little clip by Eddie Izzard, you can probably guess that I am responding to your comments about Twilight and vampires. We over at geekplanetonline.com have been fortunate to have several horror podcasts. The first, and in my opinion best, was The Gentleman's Grindhouse. Just so happens that they were our gateway to geekplanetonline.com. Our feedback to that show had grown so popular that the webmaster offered an invitation to host our podcast, and we've been there ever since. Sadly, the Gentleman's Grindhouse is no more, though of course their podcasts are still available through iTunes. TGG has since been replaced by Mike and Ike's All-Star Summer Jamboree, and they just so recently interviewed Michael Neal, an OTC favorite. And our latest acquisition is the silky-voiced Jim Moon of the Hypno Bobs podcast, an expert in weird fiction from Batman to H.P. Lovecraft. But it was one of the hosts of The Gentleman's Grindhouse that I learned the most about vampire lore. Now, I knew quite a bit to begin with, but his expertise is remarkable. And it was mostly through him that I discovered that up to a certain point, vampires could go out in daylight. The literary vampire, going as far back as 1819, could go out in daylight and not be turned to soup or ash. It was the film Nosferatu that introduced this trope of sunlight killing vampires. Nosferatu is notorious for being a knockoff of Dracula. They didn't pay the estate of Bram Stoker to use the rights of the story. There were some changes. Enough similarities were there that it was infringement. And, of course, the movie had to be pulled from several theaters. Fortunately, copies remain, so... We can now enjoy that silent German classic. Nosferatu introduced the cox crow into the mythology, mostly so the female lead could sacrifice her life to kill the vampire. Ever since then, movies have adopted that part of the mythos, although it doesn't appear in Bram Stoker's Dracula, or even in the penny dreadful Varney the Vampire, where the titular character went out in daylight quite often. The short-lived vampire detective television show Moonlight had the vampire go out in daylight, as well as Coppola's version of Bram Stoker's novel. Another big complaint about the treatment of vampires in film and television is the whole emo aspect. Now these traits that somehow fall into the category emo these days, though a few years ago they would be called gothic and before that who knows what, these traits go back to the very first installment into vampire fiction, the short story The Vampire written by John William Polidori, who was the personal physician of the romantic poet Lord Byron. And any English majors out there may be familiar with the concept of the Byronic hero. These characteristics the are common hero. to the characters in Lord Byron's poetry as well as to the vampire in Polidori's short story. These traits are arrogance, cunning, adaptability, cynicism, disrespect, 
towards rank or privilege, rather moody disposition, That's even to me. the point of being bipolar. <laughs> I'm a, a vampire. Distaste for social conditions. You're just a douche. Troubled past. Keen perception, a jaded outlook, an air of mystery, a sensual and seductive attractiveness, Thank an you. introspective Ugh. mind, a self-destructive attitude, there we go. a tendency towards dominance, especially sexual, highly educated, and self-exiled or outlawed by society. So in a sense, these so-called emo traits go back <coughs> as far as the first vampire to ever be shown in fiction. And vampires were introduced even earlier into poetry, and they still had this kind of sexual nature. When most people complain about the vampires and how they're treated, I think it's more of a preference. People like the yeah, 30 true. days of night or the near dark or the dusk till dawn style vampires. And these are actually uncommon when compared to number of other vampires that have been represented over the years. So that's basically all I have to say right now. I know it's a lot. <laughs> Anyhow, I have more things to present to you over the upcoming weeks, so I'll catch you then. Bye! You know what trait I hate the most with, with vampires? The Euro Trash Vampire. Oh, yeah. You see them in um, Underworld is a good example. The, um, the the groups of vampires there in the first one. I don't know where that came from, but I can see it as an evolution of that, um, what he had called the emo style. I just... Yeah. I mean, whoops. To get, um, to get mad about Twilight just doesn't make sense. You know, it's like, oh, all these people are... Like foaming at the fucking mouth because the Star Wars series, the live action series, it just just has another name added to it now. What is it? Underworld, Star Wars Underworld. It sounds like a comic book, right? Yeah. And um, I saw some of the dumbest fucking complaints. Were, were, were people saying that? Oh, what are they gonna do? Add vampires? It's like, oh, there's no lichens here. That was one of them. It's like, come on, dude, really? The other one was, oh, but there's so many different planets. Yeah? What are you, fucking stupid? It's it's the underworld. It's it's, it's like the bounty hunters and the scum. Yeah. yeah, it's like... yeah. And, yeah, I mean, you can even go so far as, like, the power brokers and the corrupt senators yeah. and all that stuff. That's you know, what I hope. That's what I hope you say. I want to see some good, like, drama, some good yeah. stories. Well, they said they have 50 scripts shit. written that are ready to be filmed, but the episodes are going to cost $5 million a piece. Yes. And everybody's like, oh, well, they're just going to put out the movies in 3D. Why can't they just use that money? Well, because you know what? It costs money to turn them into 3D. Yeah, and uh, probably people have to get paid. Yeah. That money has to be reinvested and probably already bookmarked for something else. It's not like, oh, guess what? We made the DVDs, and now uh, I have extra money. No, you don't make oh. billions of dollars off a DVD release. That money has to go, you residuals, to everybody that has a contract. Yeah. You know, you but come on. Lucas could write a check for like the first five. He could do a pilot. I would definitely say he could do a pilot. But they said that they... they and, yeah, and he just I, cleans out the ashtray in his car. Yeah. No, I don't think he has that much money. But I think what they're doing is um, they're uh, trying to develop the programs. They're talking about waiting for the technology to catch up. They want some really good um, 
um, um, location. They call it location software in one of the things I talked about. It's like virtual sets. Um, And they already kind of do something like that in Clone Wars, but it's got to be photorealistic. Right. So... And then you can move the camera around and do that yeah. stuff on a TV, like as a TV show. You can do that in movies, but that shit's expensive yeah. for for a movie. Yeah, to to so. keep doing it week after week. So yeah, hey, you know what? It'll come. It'll so, probably I mean, it'll be, be another four years. We're gonna get a Star Wars movie a year for the next six years. Yep. So yep. okay. And you know what? I could see. I could see in the break between three and four. This logically to me makes sense. In in the break between three and four, in the year in September, uh, so it's twelve to in September of twenty fourteen, uh-huh. premiere the the series yeah. because it takes place between three and four. Yeah, so that, that makes is, sense. That's the best time to do it. Yeah. or you do it in um, twenty seventeen, which is the fortieth anniversary of A New Hope. Yeah. Because there's no fucking way I'm waiting 13 years for another thing. <laughs> so, honestly, you know what? At 50 years, just remake them. Just, who gives a shit? Right? Remake them. I don't care. By then, he will have had. He will have. He'll be dead. He. Well, yeah, that's true. He'll be dead. But you can uh, you can you can call two zero six three three eight three zero nine four and tell oh, me to go God. fuck myself or uh, write. Um, are you serious podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to see um let's see, thirteen years from now is kind of a long way away. If they were gonna redo it, if they were gonna start filming in two years, who would you cast? Well let's think about that. We'll do that. We'll try and do that uh, original on the next trilogy. Show. First movie. Just a new hope. Episode four. Yeah. Just the major players, because you could fill it in with background guys. And what would you do different if you're gonna remake it? So First thing I think I would do is I would I would tighten it up. I'd cut about fifteen minutes off of it. Yeah, because it's too long for at the kids beginning. These yeah, days. Tatooine takes a little long. It, yeah, but I mean it totally builds and it works then. And anyway, so um, shall we? Yeah, shall we do this? Sure. Now it's time for the Reverend Scott segment called "Piece of Shit." Interesting. Speaking of pieces of shit, let's listen to this. <laughs> wow. Well, hey again there, Chris. We're going to skip over all of this introduction shit here and just get to the quotes because everybody knows who this dickbag is. <laughs> Fine. I, I suppose you do know who this is by now, don't you? And like I said before, it's time for... I know what time it is. Okay. <laughs> wow. I, I just can't win with you guys tonight, can I? I know what it is. It's because last week I called you guys rapists, right? If I had feelings, I'd be hurt by that. I doubt it. I don't have a soul. Fine. Well, is it because I've yet to pick a name for my segment on the show yet? I like cock talk. Yes, your vote has been tallied, Frank. Okay, I'll tell you what. Let's discuss this segment name deal a little bit further. Let's see how he fucks this up. Well, I know you guys are anxiously awaiting what I'm going to pick. And it is kind of a big deal, so I haven't actually made any decisions yet. There you go. That's how you fucked it up. Serious, it is a big deal. I can't very well pick a name and then turn around and change my mind a week later. I get what he's saying. Yeah. But he's a fucking dickbag for saying it. Wow. I'll tell you what. 
unlike how people probably reacted to you two being rapists, I think people will more likely be cool with wanting to wait a little bit longer on my decision on the segment name. You know what I mean? Rapists got far worse results. <laughs> they usually do. Much like the rapists. It depends how driven they are. <laughs> so anyways, uh, what I want you two guys to do for now is uh, maybe actually come up with some incentive for them to uh, want to think of a good name. I mean, last time I suggested this, you two weren't exactly what I'd call uh, accommodating. How about something you guys have at your homes? You know, something you've used before and can basically call, quote-unquote, are you serious memorabilia? What do you have in your pocket right now, Chris? Some kind of nubby cock ring. Weird <laughs> cock ring. <laughs> okay, that's a start. Uh, what about something more significant? I mean, I've seen that room you're in right now. How about something off your wall? The 12-inch, th- uh, 12-inch long, 3-inch wide black <laughs> dildo uh, that suction cups to a mirror. Well, I guess that's something off your wall. I guess I should have specified on that. Well, that's it for tonight, guys. You know, I, I have covered a lot of information, so uh, I hope you were taking notes, Chris. My report concludes. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Fine. Peace and love, guys. Wow. Brave members of the Ku Klux Klan. No, I love those guys. For fuck's sake. (laughs) You know what I realized after listening to that? What? We were on fucking fire last week. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was good. That was very funny. (laughs) Blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, we need a segment name. Yeah. Well, hey, you know what? I don't know what this bump on my arm is. I'll put out there a um, Apathy is Liberty t-shirt. All right. I have a bunch of those still around. It's a black t-shirt, and in white lettering, it goes, it's sort of like typed kind of maniacally, you know, like uh, like, uh, in The Shining. It just says uh, in white you know, typewriter letters, apathy is liberty, apathy is liberty, blah, like, like it's like six or seven times down the front. They're nice shirts. So I'll, I'll, I'll kick in one of those to someone Hold who, uh, on. you comes keep up talking a, and I'll uh, go randomly pick something. Thing. Okay. Chris is going to randomly pick something. Um, God, I wish he would put his pants back on, but, uh, he's going into his, his special closet. His closet of mystery. His closet of mystery. Ooh. Whoops, and the big coffin almost fell on his head. What do you got there? Hmm. Let's see. I'm trying to think of what other stuff I might have. Um, Posters off the top of my head. I don't know what I've got. A lot of old stuff. Um, What do you got there? A lot of stuff. Ooh. Long and tubular. What's that? White out. Really? Yeah, why the fuck do I have that? I don't know. What's that? Okay. Disney, what is it? I have one poster for Megamind and one for Toy Story 3 with Ham. Ooh. The pig. That sounds good, huh? Those are cool. All right. So we have some movie posters and a t-shirt. Folks, 
Come on, let's come up with a name for Scott's segment because apparently cock talk is uh, it's not uh, it's not gaining any steam. All right, and he's rifling through another stack of posters. You have one of these. I actually don't have one of those. Oh, too bad. Oh. It's an Incredibles poster. I did have one, but it got ripped off the ceiling in the attic. <laughs> well, I think I have two more. Damn kids. <laughs> and, uh, Ruin everything. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I can come up with. So we've got a Megamind, an Incredibles, and a Toy Story 3 poster. Teaser with uh, Teaser yeah, poster. And um, a t shirt. What? They are they are coming up with a viable name for Scott's segment because, like I said, apparently cock talk is not gaining any steam. Ooh, that's Rango and a Rango poster. Throw that one in too. I think I have one of those. So there's four of those. Four movie posters, folks, in a very uh, in an authentic movie theater type tube. It's real. So that's what we got. All right. Did I stall enough while you sat back down? It's a lot. It's a lot better than the last prize pack we gave. That I said, "Hey, we'll have a prize pack," and then it took me forever to put it together. Yeah. See, now it's right here. It's sitting right on the yeah desk. So yeah, I have All to. Right. Uh, I have to check and see if I have another Incredibles poster. Because <laughs> honestly, if that's the only one I have. Because the six-foot banner that I have. <laughs> oh, you can shut up now. <laughs> I got, like, remember all the incredible stuff that we had at the theater? Yeah. I, I have it all. What do you think of Brave? Um, I'll be honest. I am a little apprehensive about it because mm. it doesn't look like a very new story. No, it me. reminds me of a mix between How to Train Your Dragon and the new style Disney princess stuff. Yeah. Like you can but, do anything, but know, I will watch convention. it. Convention, it's it's I'll Pixar, it. we'll yeah, and Pixar. But 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 here's the here's the thing that Pixar does really well. They do story and characters really really well. Unless there's a two after it and a Cars in front of it, so I was not. See, a I, fan. I liked Cars too. I liked yeah, Cars, but too, it was missing. The first one. It was missing all the stuff that I thought Pixar movies should have, which was all the good stuff that you just said. So um, I actually think it had more character and more story than the first one. Mm. I don't know. I enjoyed it. It's You know what? Instead of making movies about cars and monsters, sit down and make the one everybody wants. Yeah. Well, it's not going to happen because Brad's bird's going to just keep making Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. And the other dude's moved on to John Carter. And if that does yeah, it all well... Uh, yeah, if that does it all well, there's so many more books to pick from. Yeah, so we'll so. see what happens, kids. Hey, whatever, you know what? They're making movies, yeah. and the stuff in John Carter looks absolutely beautiful, whether the movie's good or not. I, I think don't from think, a I think it's going to go the way as Prince of Persia. No. No, no I think it, it's going it to be looks highly like anticipated, but it's. I don't think there's much there. No, the books wouldn't have lasted this long. If You know what? I don't think it's going to matter. I don't, know. I don't think it's gonna make it. I don't think it's gonna work. We'll I don't see. think it's gonna do well. Prince of Persia was shit, though. Yes, it was. Prince of Persia had such a good 
background in the games, but the games there wasn't much story. There's not too much it. story to the games. So no, no, there isn't. They could have combined a couple of the movies. All they did, they took this. They they, they took a random script that took place and that kind of thing, and said, "Hey, you know what? Let's tweak this a little and make yeah. it Prince of Persia." And it's got the built-in audience with the video games. Yeah, no, that doesn't have a video game players that go to movies. They are cynical fucking bastards. Yeah. I, uh, that being said, I will go see Silent Hill too. <laughs> and there's another Resident Evil coming out this year. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> they should just uh, they should just you know take the money out of my PayPal account uh, equivalent yeah. to one ticket and then just say go play Resident Evil Four again. Yeah. And go, okay, I will do that. <laughs> Can I have my juice now? I do really want to see though how they write themselves out of the fucking corner they drop themselves into at the end of the last movie. I have no idea what happened in the last so, movie. I don't remember. They were stuck on a boat surrounded by, like, gunships. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Everybody on the, in the world is dead except these people. All right. Kind of a tough situation. I had an idea how to resurrect the series and kind of reboot it at the same time, yeah. but fuck it. Fuck them. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. All right. Uh, I'm done. Yeah. Are we done? I think we're done. All right. We should we should do this. So this is gonna come in over two and a half hours after I put all the brakes and shit in. All right. So, uh, Enjoy the show, everybody. Yes. Well, you should have said it at the beginning. The next. One. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing which I think science of any kind teaches us is that even the simplest things are hard to understand. A hydrogen atom, for instance. 
And that makes me rather suspicious of anyone who claims to have a quick and easy answer to any deep aspect of reality. I think the most we can hope for is an incomplete and metaphorical understanding. And therefore, I'm not myself someone who can accept any specific religious dogmas. You, everything about your mind can be damaged by damaging the brain. You can cease to recognize faces, you can cease to know the names of animals, but you still know the names of tools. I mean, the, 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 the fragmentation in, in, in the way in which our, our mind is parcelated at the level of the brain is not at all intuitive, and, had, and there's a lot known about it. And what we're being asked to consider is that you damage one part of the brain and the mind, something about the mind and, and, and subjectivity is lost. You damage another and, and, and yet more is lost. And yet if you damage the whole thing at death, we can rise off the brain with all our faculties intact, recognizing grandma and speaking English. I can't believe the special stories that have been made up about our relationship to the universe at large because they seem to be too simple, too, too, too connected, too local, too provincial. The earth, he came to the earth. One of the aspects of God came to the earth, mind you. And look at what's out there. How can he, it isn't in proportion. I try not to have faith. I believe in a principle that was uh, enunciated rather well by Bertrand Russell, which is that uh, you should try to keep away from having uh, irrational beliefs. You should believe some things that, uh, for which you can find some evidence or some support, apart from commitment to principles like equality and freedom and justice and uh, uh, so on. Those, I, I wouldn't say that's faith, those are things you're committed to. But as far as beliefs about uh, the world, uh, reality, uh, my feeling is one should try to, as much as possible, uh, have substantiated beliefs, or at least uh, beliefs for which evidence could be appropriate. The wonder of nature is, must be taken in its totality, and it is a wonderful thing. It is absolutely marvelous. And the idea that an atheist or a humanist, if you want to put it that way, doesn't marvel and wonder at reality, at the way things are, is nonsensical. The point is we wonder all the way. We don't just stop and say, that which I cannot understand I will call God, which is what mankind has done historically. That's to say, God was absolutely everything a thousand or two thousand years ago because we understood almost nothing about the natural world. So he could all be God. And then as we understood more, God receded and receded and receded. So suddenly now he's barely anywhere. Uh, I don't believe that the universe was designed by an intelligence. I believe the universe was designed the same way uh, the incredible human being was designed. It certainly looks, and before Darwin, it looked like some designer. Must have, what else could possibly account for the complexity of a human being, the human brain, and so forth? And we eventually found out what it was. It was random mutation, a bunch of carbon, oxygen, and other stuff for that mutation to work on, and a little bit of everything evolved. Some things did better than others. Those things are more populous than the things that didn't do well. And so it was basically randomness, statistics, and the laws of physics that, uh, that uh, led to our own design. I think the same is true of the universe. Why are you not a Christian? 
because I see no evidence whatever for any of the Christian dogmas. I've examined all the stock arguments in favor of the existence of God, and none of them seem to me to be logically valid. Do you think there's a practical reason for having um, a religious belief for, for many people? Well, there can't be a practical reason for believing what isn't true. Uh, that's quite, at least I rule it out as impossible. Either the thing is true or it isn't. If it is true, you should believe it, and if it isn't, you shouldn't. And uh, if you can't find out whether it's true or whether it isn't, you should suspend judgment. Well, the brain is, you know, a huge hog. I mean, it, it, it sucks up all the oxygen and all the energy, you know, tons amount of oxygen and energy. So you're wasting a lot of your breathing and eating and so forth just to feed this brain. So it's very inefficient. And it's very vulnerable to injury. I mean, it's, it's a very delicate organ. If it gets injured, your whole cognitive functions can be hugely damaged. You, you know, you can lose your sight, you could lose your reason, and you can lose control of your emotions. I mean, it, it's a very vulnerable organ. It's not what a god would design. And a god wouldn't need to design this because if a god exists, then obviously a mind can exist without a body because god is without a body. So we could have minds without brains. We don't need brains. God could just give us a soul like the Christians actually think we have. And if we had a soul and it did all the actual consciousness and perceiving and thinking, we wouldn't need a brain. So we wouldn't have to kill our mothers. We wouldn't have to have this organ that's sucking up all our energy and making our bodies very inefficient. We wouldn't have this delicate organ that could easily be injured and, and ruin our cognitive faculties and so forth. Uh, there would be no need for that brain. Let's say we granted that every three-day-old human embryo has a soul worthy of our moral concern. Uh, there are other problems that await this, uh, this uh, description. First of all, embryos at this stage can split into what we call identical twins. Now, is this a case of, of one soul splitting into two souls? Embryos at this stage can fuse into what we call a chimera. There are many people in this room could have developed in this way. Now, I, I suspect that there are theologians trying to figure out what has happened to the extra human soul in such a case. Uh, it, it's time we realize that this arithmetic of souls doesn't make any sense. I often get letters, quite frequently, of people who say, uh, how they like the programs a lot, but I never give credit uh, to the almighty power that created nature. Uh, to which I, know, I reply and say, well, it's, it's funny that the people, people, when they say that this is evidence of, of almighty, always quote beautiful things. They always quote orchids and hummingbirds and butterflies and roses. But I always have to think too of a, a little boy sitting on the banks of a river in West Africa who has a worm boring through his eyeball turning him blind before he is five years old and I reply and say well presumably the God you speak about created the worm as well uh, and I find that baffling uh, to credit uh, a, a merciful God that that action and therefore it seems to me safer to show things that I know to be truth truthful and factual and allow people to make up their own mind about the moralities of this thing or, or indeed the, the theology of this thing. Uh, look at all the things that just want to kill us, okay? Uh, most planet orbits are unstable, uh, star formation is completely inefficient, most places in the universe will kill life instantly, instantly! The people that say, oh, the forces of nature are just right for life. 
excuse me, <laughs> just look at the volume of the universe where you can't live. You will die instantly. That is not, that's, not, that's not what I call the Garden of Eden, all right? Uh, uh, galaxy orbits that we orbit once every couple hundred million years, you're bound to come close to a supernova that will wipe out your ozone layer and kill everybody on the surface who doesn't otherwise have dark skin because your high energy rays will give you skin cancer. Um, we're on a collision course with the Andromeda galaxy. Gone is this beautiful spiral that we have. And of course, we're on a one-way expanding universe as we wind down to oblivion as the temperature of the universe asymptotically approaches absolute zero. That's the universe. Then Earth, volcanoes, tsunami just killed, uh, you know, I think that number's higher, up 200,000 people, floods, tornadoes. None of this is any sign that there's a benevolent anything out there. Okay, so now comes the big question. What if you ask, do you believe in God? So I said, do you believe in God? And the right hemisphere went straight to yes. Right? I asked the same question to the left hemisphere. Yes, no, I don't know. It went to no. Right? So here's a human being whose right hemisphere is an atheist, and left hemisphere on the other hand, believes in God, and this finding should have sent a tsunami through the theological community, but barely produced a ripple, because it raises all kinds of profound theological questions. If this person dies, what happens? Does one hem <laughs> Does one hemisphere go to heaven and the other go to hell? I don't know the answer to that. End of line.